up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome. Hot, hot. Oh, shit. Best intro on the podcast so far. Fuck it. Cheers to that. Yeah. Long time coming. Good friend. Lifetime friend. Ernie. Uh, has the same birthday as me. Yeah. Which is a funny coincidence. Okay. May 7th, in case y'all want to send us some presents or something. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've uh, grew up in Linwood together. Played a lot of music together, did a lot of crazy stuff together. Even bu- even booked shows for us, man. Even booked shows and did all kinds of stuff. And now we find ourselves here Fuck at it. the podcast. What is it? How many years later? Like, what, eight years later? Ten, yeah, 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 it's been a while. Um, yeah. yeah, since I moved up to the Bay Area and came yeah. back. Um, but now I'm here and uh, reconnecting with everyone and, you know, reaching out and seeing what everyone's up to. So yeah. I saw you've been quite active recently. You've been doing all kinds of stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I've been checking out your development in your music or whatever, and listening to some of your tracks. I even keep some in my DJ tab in case I'm, you know, uh, I'm playing at a dive bar or something, and, uh, and I'm playing yeah. rock and roll, <laughs> and I want some blues and some mellow, like, chill drinking music. I'll play that stuff, yeah, all the time, dude. It's good drinking music. Yeah, um, I'll tag you next time I do um, on the Instagram post or whatever. I or was, wherever. I think I was pretty drunk during that whole time I was recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're just drinking champagne, hanging out today. Well, not oh, me. No, but I'm about to do it like a fucking fancy guy. There you go. There, there you, go. you go. Yeah, man. It's really excited. I had like, uh, so many ideas, so many things I want to ask you. Um, definitely, um, you know, focusing... On your projects, on your special projects as well, but just in general, like, what's going on in L.A., you know, like, because, uh, like, so you grew up in Linwood, are you still in Linwood now? Yeah, yeah? Still, um, still right there, right in front of Linwood High. So, yeah, sometimes I always ask, like, for my Linwoodians, like, Linwoodian. and in case people listening don't know, Linwood is a little city in L.A. in between Compton, Paramount, Watts, it's in the middle of everything, it's like a funky oasis, yeah. mini city surrounded by it's in the some, heart of everything yeah man. yeah so it has some good parts has some terrible parts it's got you know you got people that think they're rich on one side and uh, yeah. people that are you yeah, know the projects the on the side. other yeah 
It's it's a weird place to grow up, right? And then we got the snobby south, the snobby, the snobby side and near fucking Southgate, and then we had like the more ghetto side near fucking Compton. Yeah. Although nowadays I cruise by Southgate and it's looking kind of decrepit. Is I don't know. It's like yeah. I feel like there's and a then, lot. Of, and then sometimes I drive through Compton and then I, I don't it looks see as better. Many, it looks it, better. It looks better. That's exactly right. I, I feel like Compton has come a long way. Uh, I feel it, like Compton's better than Linwood now. You know what? Right? One time I got stopped by the cops and like a long time ago, like maybe a couple of years ago with my friend, you know, see your honor. Right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got stopped because I don't know, they, they racially profiled his ass. <laughs> of course. So we, they put us back in the cop car and shit. And like they were, he was just kissing ass. We we're like, so, so what's, how's it like in Compton right now, man? He's like, oh, you know what? Man. To be honest, it's actually safer over there than it is here. I'm like, what? Dude, I bet. It's so crazy how everything changes. Yeah, everything just shifts. But exactly. So I, I guess I was wondering, like, what do you know? Is there anything in Linwood I don't know about? Anything crazy going on or any cheese, man? Any, any weirdness? Uh, yeah. I mean, where I live and shit, it's, we always deal with vandalism. Yeah, all over I mean, the yeah. but I mean, that's just, just yeah. Imperial Highway. Right? And what about um, what about music? Like how like what about the kids in the high school now? Are they playing music? Do they do they do things? Do you see anything no, in man. the neighborhoods? Any parties? Any shows? Mm-mm. Do you hear any like drums in the back of some people's random Never, house? Never, dude. I don't I don't know what happened to this place. This, that place is dying, dude. I, don't, I haven't I have all the friends from high school that used to play. I haven't heard from them. I think maybe I know Anthony's still playing drums and still kicking ass as well as Lewis at this new band and stuff. You know? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, the funny thing is that. The only music projects I know about going on are from people our age. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. where are the. I guess I want to see the younger kids. Like, I want to go to their shows. You yeah. Know? Like, where, like, where are your shows yeah, at? Yeah, because a lot of the younger kids are leading it these days, man. Exactly. So yeah, I'm wondering. But it's like, where to go? Where, who do you look for? Exactly. Now everything's just on Instagram and people are influencers or whatever. Oh, <laughs> so now we got to deal with that. Now we have reaction videos. Oh, God. Yeah. You got like. <laughs> Five thousand followers. You invite all of them to your party. There's like two people. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's every show, every one of our shows. I swear. And back in the day, what was it? Uh, you just go have to outside, put flyers, and, uh, and post flyers, hand on people everything. pieces of paper that you printed at the uh, CVS. For, yeah, for like a black and white. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was there. Yeah. Every single person. Yeah, man. It's just it's it's times are fucking changing. It's getting harder and harder for to you know promote and do all that stuff yeah even people that didn't like you would go to your show you yeah, yeah yeah hell yeah. yeah yeah exactly just to see like oh what, what? ernie's whack Man, like, let's, just let's see, see how, how wack he is <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right i'm not saying you're whack i'm just saying your haters would say <laughs> yeah, that of yeah of course you know there has been one where like i do a little i was like fuck that guy fucking hates me what the fuck is he doing here and at the end he was like hey man you you got down pretty good and we fucking had a drink together and i was like yeah beautiful it's a good good way to bring people together yeah you know know, why why be so close-minded why run away from everything that isn't your favorite thing you know how you gonna discover new things yeah if you're not checking out new things that you might not like you know exactly maybe it's bunk okay it's bunk what's next you know exactly yeah, it's yeah, never you never know until you try exactly even if you don't like it because you never know what you're gonna like it's crazy um hey, if you want to put your guitar down dude go ahead and leave it on the side so it doesn't get all up in your way and yeah, shit do that put that shit right i know you were born with it but you don't have to carry it everywhere you go yeah no, I, just, I came <laughs> out the fucking womb playing bro no nah, you're honestly a great, a great guitarist dude like um I always thought you were a good guitarist ever since we were hanging out a long time ago. What is that? Murder on yeah. Her Mind? Fucking uh, Marco and uh, 
and Ed. So what 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 kind of so let me ask you some basic questions then for listeners. Um your name's Ernie. You mm-hmm. go by Bino Bino. Mm-hmm. Um and your band's name is Mojo Hand. Mojo Hand. Yeah. And um you're from Linwood. Yeah. And you play all over the LA area. Mostly in the OC. Oh, mostly yeah. Orange County. You know, LA is like okay, we like all right, we'll book your band but you're, we'll pay you an exposure. I mean, like oh, motherfuckers, yeah. we, people Whack. die of exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially today, you get that COVID nineteen exposure. You're done. For real, dude. <laughs> pay to play. Fuck all that bullshit. Pay to play. Yeah, that's like really a lame part of the industry, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I want to ask you, like, how did you start playing guitar? You know, in your youth, like, what what even got you in, interested in something like music? Growing up in Linwood, where there's not really at the time, and there were shows and things happening, but I mean, you can't go to school and learn how to play guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like one of those things you just you grow, you grow onto it. You know, like so, you don't have to go to school for. So, how did you discover it? Uh, from my my dad, dude. You know, we he he he's been like there for us since we were little little kids, me and my brother. You know, and he and our in our in our old house, we have like we used to have a garage filled with shit, dude. Like. But he somehow found space to put all his fucking work tools and shit. And every time he had, <laughs> had a little little tiny radio at the at the top of like where he can't even fucking reach it, it was always stuck on eighty eight point one, you know. So he was always playing blues and stuff. Yeah, and I like that to, station. It's a cool station. And he used yeah. to like uh just be like, oh, like you guys like music, and he would like turn off the pop radio and stuff like that. Or but actually, this was during the time where Santana was a fucking was popular. Music. He was he was pop music at the time. Yeah, yeah, when he came out with that Supernatural album, and then we used to ride in around in his. Camino, you know, and he as soon as uh, you know, like uh, what is that song, Smooth? You know, it'll come out, he'll fucking crank that shit. He's like, Look, Funo, that's the greatest Mexican guitarist of all time. And you know, it's like he grew up, <laughs> he introduced me to like Led Zeppelin and fucking uh, Black Sabbath and all these cats, you know. So we just grew up listening to So him. your dad is he like first generation Mexican, second generation? He, yeah, he's first gener, uh, first generation. He he migrated over here, like oh, when okay. he was like, I think t- in his like early 20s. Oh, got it. So he he already had a passion for rock and roll. Yeah. Even before he came to America. Or yeah, whatever, he, yeah, he used to play bass in like a in a blues band way back in Mexico. Oh, sick! So he must like like rock and espanol and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, he too. loves banana yeah. and yeah, all, that, all stuff. that stuff. He went to school over there in Guadalajara, like to music school and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play as much anymore now. He spends his time making guitars and shit like that. Making them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like He's, custom guitars. Yeah. Yeah, he just gets an uh-huh. idea and he just be like, he just draws out a body, be like, I think I'm gonna make this today. Fucking get out his bandsaw and just start. <laughs> so a little bit of word work, a little bit of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can see why you were interested in the in the skill, you know, seeing it firsthand and learning about it, the history of it. You know, what it, what did you older gentlemen think are like sick tracks or whatever, you know? And then yeah. like, for you, you're like, oh, what is that? But you know, yeah, every kid is. Like, I mean, you go ask a kid today. Like, do you know about this? And I mean, no, no, just imagine what, everybody wants know? to hear with Camila Cabello and fucking I don't know what the fuck there people are listening to these days. <laughs> Me neither, dude. I'm a DJ and I don't know. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's your job to know all this pop shit, but it's like yeah. who again? Because it keeps changing. Oh, it keeps changing yeah, year yeah. by year. Shit keeps changing. People that were popular five years ago, you don't even hear about them anymore. Yeah, the little something phase is gone though. Yeah. Now it's just a bunch of cool ass names like, oh what, blue face? Who's that? You know, <laughs> bad bunny. Yeah, bad bunny. <laughs> now it's like two word, one word names. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. Like what else? What else? No, nah, I can't do. Little yachty, little boat, <laughs> little boat. <laughs> yeah, dude. So. 
you know, that's that's kind of what how you discovered music, right? Mm-hmm. Or the guitar, I should say. Um, and then I know that when I was in high school, I played drums. I played in the drum line. And for people that don't know, Linwood at the time had like a really terrible band. Like our teacher was garbage. <laughs> and then like us like learning about music, we didn't have anyone teaching us like the proper like cadences and the proper yeah. music and stuff. The band eventually we got a teacher and they you know played music here and there. They learned some new songs, but it was still kind of dry and weird. Yeah, because nobody had a passion for it. Yeah, but what happened? What came from that? If you can remember, the one thing that came from us hanging out in the band room was us hanging out in the band room. Yeah, because what did that do? And uh, all of us had some interest in music, so if we didn't learn it in school, we said. Fuck it, let's just take it outside of the school, you know? Yeah, let's yeah. Make it, you know? Like when I when I got to middle school, I was starting to learn how to play guitar, but it was like through Fabian, and then I met in middle school Fabian Perez, and uh, we he used to he used to be in Mrs. Mr. V's class over there in Linwood Middle School, and we used to Mr. Bernardo, Mr. Bernardo. He he worked at the middle sc- at Linwood Middle School, and then when it used to be the high school as yeah. the band teacher. Yeah, I think for like forty years. Or yeah, something crazy. Like yeah, that. he just recently retired, I believe. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a few years back. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, and then I kicked it with Fabian there, and then like that's where I learned about all these different kind of punk. People were listening to punk. He was the first one to introduce me to like fucking Sex Pistols and all that stuff, you know, cool. Subhumans and whatever. And, like <laughs> then, then you see these cats from like high school from the Limbo band make a ska band, and then you see all these niggas playing fucking like trumpets and fucking yeah. trompeta. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, but, but it's cool, like, because it just it, it it stays around the city. It goes from here. It goes to Compton. You know, it's like yeah, even the yeah. Scott scene. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool. It's a really unified scene. That, that's what I dig about it. There's something that that I always thought was cool. That out of everyone that played in our little measly band, we we made a bunch of like people that played drums with me became drummers for like famous like Mexican bands and stuff. Yeah. You know, like my friend Gerardo. He plays in a sick as like real b- good playing banda yeah like yeah. some sick shit <laughs> and then a bunch of other my friends play tuba they play another like paid gigs type yeah. of stuff they, they, they go like they learn from school and even though it's dry they don't really have the passion at that moment right there they go they grow through it and then it becomes like a part of their life yeah it's eventually. like a little seed that grows later. yeah yeah some of our drummer friends went on to form hardcore bands i played in a, some terrible hardcore bands hardcore. <laughs> But, you know, a whole bunch of hardcore bands, like or metalcore, I should say. Metalcore, man. Whatever you want to call it. But it was a it was a season. Everyone had a custom painted drum set. I started that trend. I was the first to peel it. And then you had the fucking you had it like what nylon green and shit. Yeah, yeah, and and purple. And purple. And then my friend Tony jocked me and painted his drum set yellow. He's listening to this. too, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Brian painted his. Uh, another one of our friends that's also a drummer in the band and so we got a lot of history dude we know remember so many things so many people so many adventures fuck man so many crazy things that i don't think kids today so many talents ever experience so many talented you know what i mean like i i i I just feel like it's on a decline and we're not gonna see something crazy like that ever again at least not in Linwood. I mean, Sadly. just think about how many shows were happening and how often they were happening. Yeah, oh, man. I remember when I was in high school. I remember when we were in high school. I was 16 at the time. And, uh, dude, it was like every week, dude. It was every weekend it was a show. Like, if not in Linwood, then it was always a show in Compton. It was always a show in South Central every week. It, it was, like, amazing. And, and no, I'm, yeah. I just recently started, like, noticing that the Scott scene is even more like that now. Like, it was dead for a little while. Mm-hmm. Linwood started dying. 
And then now you see like all these kids from high school they, that went to shows. Now they have their own production teams. And now like everybody has a production team now throwing scholarships shows and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did a, a lot of the things we did when we were young. We did out of necessity, not so much like fun. And a lot of times we did it for fun. But like one way I like to think about it, like I would never have been a DJ if it wasn't that, that, that I got paid DJing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whenever I play gigs by myself with bands, like, well, one, you got to deal with the ego of, like, five heads, you know? Yeah. And then that's also very difficult. And two, you hardly ever get paid as a young adult playing music, whether it's guitar or drums or anything. It's, like, super, it's like super hard. Unless... It's unheard of. Unless you're playing in a Mexican band. Because <laughs> there's so many Mexicans in LA. You'll always get hired for Quinceañera, Bautizo, they, they like, get paid, all that They get paid bank, dude. Yeah, they get, they I remember money. my friend Leonardo, like, he was, when I was in high school, he was already in a fucking grupo, and, like, he would come out, like, he making, like, thousands of dollars over the weekend. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. ridiculous. So, like, I learned a little bit about that. You know, why do we throw shows? Just to make money, you know what I mean? Yeah, we charge people entrance. Fundraisers. Yeah, there's a fundraiser show for everything. Yeah, you know, someone's dog got run over. A fundraiser show, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know anything. Anything. And and I remember like all the ideas we had for like how to throw shows, how to make money. It's like little mini entrepreneurship stuff going on. You yeah. Know? Like we were like, oh, um, you know, how can we decorate for Halloween? You know, so everyone could come and be a ratchet Halloween party. Or how can we? Uh, Make it so that it looks extra gory or whatever, you know, like. And there's always that's why you see people have like whole ass production teams now, because like there would be a show to be like, oh, like what band do we get? And one of them will be like, well, I know this band. All right, why don't you come be in part of our team? And then they'll have be like, oh man, what are we gonna get? Like, how are we gonna get a keg? He's like, I know a guy who does kegs and stuff like that. Bring a keg or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, collaboration. Collaboration and it's working together to make things happen. And and big things too. It's like when you see that, you'd be like, damn, this all started off an idea of one person, and then it just kind of just grew Mm -hmm. onto other people. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that I I had a positive impact in the community when i was in linwood you know you were the only part, one like yeah. uh, for like at least a little yeah. while dude you're the only one like keeping it alive there and, and you know like i did throw some shows here and there even at the old bike shop yeah and, i missed those go to them i missed you know? those bike shop shows or i was the one the one dj <laughs> djing at uh playing cumbias at a metal used show have, used to have like <laughs> uh, everybody come and dj too like yeah alex, yeah, yeah. You know? everyone would come and dj yeah, rest in peace alex rest in peace um, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was good memories. Um, but in that note, you know, and like seeing like, you know, that's where we come from. That's how we evolved as musicians. Right. And everyone that we know, basically, um, it's a it's a small town, but it's a big town at the same time. And it's you know? a close town. And it's connected to everything, but yeah. it's also its own thing. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting little thing. But now that we or or how my mom would say now that the birds flew out of the cage you know yeah. now that we're out of you yeah know, we're out, out on our own out, out on our own doing our own things what are some like what are some things that because i i know um because i follow you on the internet of course and i heard you or i saw some posts of you you know saying things like hey i'm struggling with my career or i'm having a hard time thinking about you know guitar and maybe i want to do something else so are you still kind of like teeter-tottering between that or are you kind of like solid now in like your music oh dude it's it's a constant up and down it's it's uh you know there's days uh last year like it was a really busy year for us as a band when we had like constant at least two three shows a month and that was pretty good but then there came like a hiatus we uh, we had to leave our drummer and 
And then there was a long hiatus and then it was just dying for a little bit. And then there's moments like that where you don't know when the next gig is. And then and then I have to go up and get a fucking job and shit. And I'm bouncing around jobs all the time for the past few years, you know, because it's like I get bored at one job just to like keep doing music, you know, just, yeah, yeah. just to keep it up, you know. Yeah, you work you work uh, nine to five so you can keep your passion going. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if it's like you hate the job, I'll just do it. And just even if, if I get I'll stay at one job, get bored of it or get mistreated somewhere get tired of it, feel miserable there, and then go somewhere else, even though I don't like it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just to keep that, just to keep it going, you know? And, and how, how did you, uh, how have you overcome that obstacle? Like, are you like, how did, how, how did you get yourself feeling better about guitar? Uh, dude, to be honest, I, I received a great blessing uh, through uh, finding management, like a, an actual manager at a, at a guitar contest that I competed in. And I met him and, we just kind of hit it off and he just kind of like became a father and he he represented me and started helping me get gigs and paid gigs too like for the first time in my life and every time i'm like feeling a little unmotivated or whatever he comes like an angel and he'd be like just keep it going like because i have faith in you and i'm here to back you up and lately it's just kind of been helping me a lot so that's the turnaround for you then was uh finding uh, management something. yeah so so you're technically not an independent artist anymore right you're like well i mean we're not like under any contracts or anything like it's we're it's still diy for the most okay, part i gotcha yeah yeah but but he does all the um heavy lifting you can yeah, say yeah the negotiating and, and all that stuff you know and then you just get down to I just show up, out. Uh, show yeah. up and play you show know? up and rock out yeah hell yeah and that's 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 something that's that not cool, many people yeah. have you know yeah that's a good that you're right to call it a blessing so that's keeping you on track now, getting you your gigs. And yeah, and now we're becoming very active again. So I'm really excited that's about good. that. That's good, yeah. And I saw the quality of your uh, Instagram posts and Facebook posts, the pictures. This is all higher quality, too. Like, is that something that you do, that you do or is that something that he does management? Like He does, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. takes pictures, he, His wife. His wife. Oh, okay. Like, she, she, she is the one that, like, uh, goes on Adobe workshop or whatever and like makes all the flyers for us oh, and stuff like that sick. so, so yeah. it's it's all like it's become a real family you know like he's giving me a family too you know so it's just like he's not just a manager but he's also become like a father figure to me that's cool yeah yeah i understand you know like where you come from when you say that because uh, hardly anyone in linwood grew up with like a proper like what would you call it nuclear family you know like, yeah like, so we're all looking for something, or we're all missing something. Yeah, because you know, no, and some men of our own families, they 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 don't, they don't see the talent in you because they never see you like doing at your at your best, you know. So at first, like it's like whatever. But Isn't that funny, fun. dude? Like the Mexican trope of like, like they don't want any of their sons to be any kind of artist or musician because automatically they're just like. You're a bum. You're not making no money. Exactly. What's going on with your life? It's, it's like it's cause get it's, the hell out of my cause house. Because it, it is true. Yeah. I mean, it's like because it's an up, it's it, you can have talent, but it's an upper. It's a slow upper climb. Yeah, you know? it's a slow, more difficult, steeper climb for us and unstable. Yeah, and, and uh, this is the only time I would agree with SJWs, uh, you know, and like liberals because I can't say, I can say I'm like a classic liberal, you know. Mm. So for me, like I feel that. You know, Mexicans, yeah, we do have some hurdles to overcome, you know? Yeah. One of those hurdles is definitely the family aspect. Some mm -hmm. families are great, some are not, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Like, the same problem in most black families, like, having a single mother. 
terrible thing you know it's gonna yeah. fuck the whole rest of that kid's life up but you could either you know? overcome it and become a better person because of it or you could just like choose to just soak in it and just embitter your yeah, soul exactly it. yeah so that's kind of interesting like you know mostly like in mexican families how they're so like discriminatory against their children being painters yeah or like not exactly not, not not exactly discouraging but definitely like what you said like yeah. they're, they're just like uh not yeah, so yeah. they're not so confident about it yeah they're like why, why why aren't you going to school to be a doctor or why aren't you trying to be a lawyer or why aren't you trying to like look mom let me tell you if i go to school to be a doctor i'm gonna be in debt yeah. And when I get my degree, I ain't gonna get a job. And what if I don't like it? You know, like yeah. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. be like, she's like, but you're gonna be making money. And we're like, well, doesn't it doesn't mean I'm gonna be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, forget the 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 the, the, the f- doing what you want to do in your life for your career yeah. aspect. Forget that, because Mexican people don't even know what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't they didn't they didn't get the chance. To. They didn't they, no. They, they didn't have the opportunity. They take what they can get, and that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, you know, that's they, good too. They came here. And into a country that's not theirs, and like how they say, beggars they had can't a, be choosers. They, you know? they had to learn our language. They yeah. had to learn except, English. And... Except we're not. Uh, we didn't come to this country. We fucking were sprouted here. So yeah. like, at this point, we 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 really we have, can choose. We have know? opportunities. We can yeah, choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't. We can choose. So I guess it's a little difficult for older people to realize that times are changing and school's different you know people could wear tattoos and yeah. still have good jobs yeah. you can have a bachelor's degree or work at starbucks you know yeah. what I mean? yes dude <laughs> you could have a master's degree and, and barely own a yeah. little coffee shop yeah yeah and most of those people are doing things like that independent business i mean you know i've always been into independent business like i've yeah like a, you, know, you know like, in, like uh, i used to go to school in fireball and this one chick came out and she graduated i seen her five like years later now she has her own little coffee shop over there with a hand park oh cool yeah mm. right i forgot what, what they're called the something collective or oh yeah those are our friends yeah 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 there's a a, a group of people yeah yeah um, that, they're, that just, do they're doing that. it themselves and it's fucking dope yeah a lot of our old school friends yeah they have that small uh coffee actually they approached me when I was still in Linwood to to set up that small coffee thing mm-hmm. in the parking lot, but the park is so much better, you know, they, yeah. it's just cooler. That was a, that was that's a, that was a good move. Yeah, yeah of course, park. yeah. I mean, I was aiming for when that park was being built, which so people that don't know, Ham Park is a new park that was built in the city of Linwood because the area was so disgusting. Yeah. Before they put that park there. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about liquor stores, crackheads, and projects. prostitutes, projects. Like the nastiest shit you could imagine was in that area, mm-hmm. and they said, "You know what? We're just gonna incinerate this shit, and we're <laughs> just gonna put a put a park there." Right? <laughs> Linwood does that for for every time something terrible happens somewhere, they just put a park there. Yeah. Like by my house, there was an alley where they found a little girl's body rolled up in a carpet. What did they do? They put a park there. <laughs> I swear to God, they put a park there. <laughs> Damn, that sounds kind of yeah. morbid. <laughs> it is, dude. Because, no, like, every park you're going to have to see, you walk by the park and be like, damn, this is here for a reason and not a good reason. C- covering <laughs> shit up, you know? The city's great at that. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Linwood, and that's another thing. Like, they say, like, Mexican people are like crabs. Like, they fuck each other up they, yeah. they, more than they help each other, you know? Yeah. That's why our communities are all broken, you know? Mm. The same reason why well, most minority communities are busted up like that. Yeah. Because if you look at people in koreatown 
I mean, they got that shit on lock. You know, yeah. you go to they got a whole Chinatown. The city recognizes it, and it's it. always booming. It's a Chinatown. They have a whole booming. area for for commerce. They make money. They do everything. There's no little Mexican town around here. No, I mean, it's a whole fucking city. Is little you Mexican see in town. Korea town like it's not even just Korea. You have like everybody there. Yeah, you know, yeah black yeah. people, white people from all different classes. Yeah, you yeah. Have rich people there. You have poor people, ghetto ass people. And shit. But here in Linwood, oh god, no, uh, in Linwood. If I want to open up a, a small business and I'm a young entrepreneur, they're gonna they're gonna be like, nah, that's whack, you know. <laughs> and they're gonna give you like unnecessary permits yeah. and shit. Dude, like, like, like I want to paint it green. Like, oh no, sorry, sir, you can't paint green. You have to have a permit. You, you have to paint one of these bland ass colors. And they said you can only paint brown. You can only paint white, or you can only play paint a different brown. And if you just <laughs> choose to be like fuck that, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll just drown you in paperwork and shit. No, they'll just they'll just shut it down. Do really? Yeah, they'll shut oh, it that's down. Some bullshit. Yeah, I had to go through like a legal battle to paint the bike shop green. It was the only store in the whole area that was green. You know, corruption is bad in Linwood too. It sucks that you have to like do Cause, that because then you to ask that. yourself like, okay, I can't paint my shop green. And it's but shop. meanwhile. <laughs> The fucking hardware store down the street is green. How the they, fuck did they paint it? They green? painted exactly, almost all the way black. Uh, oh, because uh, they're friends with someone at the city, of course. You know, like that's always gonna be a thing. Like, oh, do you have a friend at the city? Oh, okay, you know. Mm. And everyone snitches on each other in Linwood. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. All the neighbors. Yes, you, know? you you cannot keep anything a secret over here. You dude, park in someone's driveway with by three inches. They're already like policia, ben yes, like <laughs> dude, yes. Oh my, call God. the city for everything. That shit happens. That shit because I live in, the, in like the condominiums, like right there in front of Linwood High and shit. Don't tell people where you live, son. They don't know exactly <laughs> where because there's like another condominium and shit, whatever. But but it's like we go through that all the time and shit like that. And then when we first moved in, their kids didn't have cars and shit like that, you know. So then more and more, like we got cars. Cause I'm driving now, and then my brother started driving more. And now he has a, a work truck and shit like that. So all the visitor spaces be filled with like everybody's cars, and yeah, now they're calling man. the city on everybody, saying that we can't <laughs> park there, even though there's no other place to park. Yeah, it's dude, like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's overpopulated. It's crazy. No one is keeping track of any of that shit. You know, <clears throat> people park their cars in front of two spaces. You know. So that no one else could park, type of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when they get home from work, then they move it up a little. You bit. You know what I have to car. do to leave my house, dude? Like after six p.m., my mom's my mom has to come, and like we have to wait for somebody to come. And and when I pull out my car, they put their car in my parking <laughs> space, so it's safe. What time I get <laughs> so, home? Like it's, it's 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 terrible because I can't go nowhere, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Yeah, it's happening all over LA. This is like the traffic's terrible. It's getting more and more condensed. Long more and more well. people live everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. The little neighborhoods that were quiet, more and more apartments. You know what I mean? More and more big old complexes full of like a grip of people. You know? And I'm pretty sure this is why people are decided like like cities are like Echo Park are like gentrifying the hell out of that. You know? Because everybody's just coming over there. They're they're seeing it as a, like a safe haven. So everybody's coming over there and then wasting all the resources to be like, no, we can't have this. Shut it all down and make everything more more expensive <laughs> yeah because you know if you had a property somewhere the last thing you want is for it to turn into linwood you know like realistically speaking like if i was the owner of a property you know i can't have that i'd much <laughs> rather have like i'd much rather have a coffee shop and a place exactly. where no one's gonna get shot you know Maybe, and if i could afford it to pay higher taxes well, fuck yeah it. then cool you know yeah. like people need to understand that that's part of life you know like yeah. there's a show on netflix called hentified oh. and it's all about all those different topics and mm -hmm. their, their take on like what it is to be mexican-american live in la and all this shit the Boyle heights and gentrification, the gentrification yeah but i feel like it's like really well one the show has terrible weird 
ideologies injected all over the place where you're supposed to swallow it with the whole pill, you know? Yeah. It's like, dude, like, I'm not trying to take eat that it's, whole pill. That's crazy. It's very you know? biased. Yeah, it's got a whole lot of anti-Trump material. It's got a whole lot of all kinds of craziness. Not that I love Trump for any reason, but it's just like, come on. Like, but everybody has a right to believe it. When yeah. Nobody should be bombarded with propaganda, you know? Yeah, being Mexican doesn't make you automatically lgbt approved yeah being mexican doesn't make you automatically black approved being mexican doesn't make you automatically an oppressed category like you know what i mean yeah they make mexican people look weak in my opinion like that's why my brother he's yeah, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a to believe it he's a republican my family's always been republican but oh, my mom my, my brother's only the only trump supporter in the house he's that type of person that believes like like just because i'm mexican doesn't mean that like i'm i'm automatically like this is my life and shit you no, know it's like, like, it's yeah. like we make our own life we choose to like be we able. were saying like, we don't have we, to feel like we have part. trials and tribulations and things that make mm. life difficult but i mean we can also have tools that help us get beyond it you know yeah. like so but that doesn't mean that those things don't exist yeah it does but at the same but it time it doesn't mean you're not allowed to like make your life you exactly know? yeah it's a balance but the show is definitely not balanced. But <laughs> I find it funny, like the tropes, like the Mexican stereotypes, you know, of the of the dad, the mom, could be kind of accurate. I find the old people in the show are kind of more accurate. It's funny. Yeah, maybe the maybe the young people are where it's not so accurate. You know, yeah. yeah some other shit is kind of still like I could see culturally. Yeah, are culturally, they're, they're they're they make sense of the language and all that stuff. You know. Like, if you wanted to know how people sound in L.A., that's exactly how they sound, you know? Like, exactly. So that that's not wrong, you know? I, yeah, just, I didn't know until, yeah. like, I was talking about the Mosca, and we went to Oregon, and then I was, we were speaking with the fans, and people were like, like, you're from L.A., huh? I'm like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, because you have an accent. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't know I had an accent. <laughs> yeah, now, you'll notice that when I moved to the Bay Area, that's, like, the first thing I noticed, that, like, I couldn't speak how I usually speak. Yeah, because no one sounded like that. Everything. No one sounded like that, and I sounded like a weirdo. But then, I realized people over there have their own way of talking. Mm -hmm. They say their own things. They say their own words and shit. I heard people in California are the only people that say like when they're giving directions, oh, you take the four hundred five, or you take the this. When in reality, all over the other states, they just say, oh, you want to take the. You want to take 405 freeway? You want to take the freeway 405? Oh, so we, yeah. <laughs> so we put the the, the, the in, in front everything. of it. And the like. <laughs> the like. Like like a like a like like a this. <laughs> a, like a that. <laughs> it's interesting, dude. But yeah, it's, uh, some of those some of the tropes in the show are, are, are accurate. So obviously a lot of things I don't agree with, you know? Yeah. Um, but they definitely like it's flam it's a flamboyant show. I mean, I guess they're trying to get. They're trying to be um, noticed, you know, yeah. trying to be viral. They're going or for a, a certain audience. Yeah, but that's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's like automatically they're assuming that all Mexicans are that audience. Yeah. You know, it's like, yo, you're tripping. There's like half the people watching the show probably think it's whack. You know what I mean? I saw it too. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't grow up like that. Like, all right, like this is whack. This is, exactly. See? And then um, meanwhile, all these other people who don't understand like mexican culture they're just like oh that's, oh, so that's how it is <laughs> oh oh my god that's that's incredible oh my god gentrification wow such a bad thing like yo like that's not <laughs> like you're crazy you know and and not to sh not to say that the show or the tropes are like negative in any way but the parents it's just it's they, a, it's they make a, them out it's, to be it's victims hy it's hyper hyperbole yeah. hyperbolic they make them out to be victims like everything in life is pointed against them yeah. but in reality if you pay close attention to the show even the show's own details show you that 
it's their own goddamn fault that all those things are happening. You know what I mean? If you look closely, if you look closely, it. it's every single individual's responsibilities that they're not meeting that's causing them to, you know, yeah, obviously, don't get wasted and go pissing outside because the cops are gonna snatch you. Like, it's, duh. Okay, yes, there's racism. And yes, if they see a Mexican, they're going to pull you over. <laughs> that reminds me of a time at your shop. And I want to go, when we were drinking, me and my friends, and I forgot what, but like I, I told you I was going to go to your shop and whatever. But and you said, all right, come through. But then at the moment, I went up there. And you know, like you always had the little gate kind of like a little crack open. Yeah. And I didn't feel like, because we knew each other for a long time. I, I, I didn't feel like that bad like just to go inside in the little crack and just knock on your back door and then as soon as that happened whoop, 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 i was like oh <laughs> dude damn <laughs> and then and then my friend fabian was meeting when c-ron they always had like on the hood of the car and like they're like looking through our wallet and stuff and this this is during the time uh that i was trying to like enlist in the military and you remember you're like dude you're a dumbass for doing that yeah, <laughs> but they I had the little card and the little recruiter and he says oh so oh you're trying to join the military all right you guys are free to go and then like fabian <laughs> they caught him with like a whole big ass bag of weed like this and he's like what's this and my fabian was just like my weed <laughs> 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 but he gave it back to him luckily and shit because we were we weren't troublemakers and shit i was like oh like my this is my friend shop he, he told me I was gonna come over. He's just not here yet, and he's like, oh, "All right, are you free to go? Just stay away from this shop until he gets there." I'm like, "All right." Uh, yeah, that it could have been that. It could have been that they were just scoping out the bike shop altogether because the cops oh, didn't you're, like you're us. Already, you know? You're already having problems with yeah, the, the fucking the, city. Yeah, Linwood Sheriff's Department since they don't have like Linwood doesn't have their own police department because yeah. they're so broke of a city that they steal all the funds. Yeah. So yes, they do. Instead of hiring like linwood police right instead of doing that they said nah we're just gonna have the linwood sheriffs or the la sheriff's department cover the area so we get the most asshole douchiest sheriffs of the whole city in yeah. that town and i got then, i got mugged by my house and shit and then like they, it was in front of cameras and shit and even took their fucking license plate and everything and i was like all right here's the license plate here's the color of the car there's the camera like, can you, like, help me out? And they're just like, well, how much was your stuff worth and stuff? I was like, about 500 bucks. And he's like, <sighs> and they're like, <laughs> like, they're wasting their fucking time. And, like, I, I practically Ooh. cracked the fucking case for them. <laughs> and, shit. Yeah. and they were like, so what's the, like, what's the, what's the likeliness that this is going to be solved and shit? He's like, oh, well, we're going to have to bring in the detectives. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not, you're not going to do shit happen, about it. Dude. Yeah. That's typical, dude. Those guys are ridiculous. They shoot people for fun. You know they have like a literal gang, right? They call it they call themselves the Linwood Vikings. Yeah, and it's a sheriff's gang and they're neo Nazis. Yeah, no so, shit. Yeah, White guys? A, yeah, it's a neo Nazi sheriff's gang. And they recruit other races too. Like there was a um an Asian dude and there was a Mexican dude part of that gang too. I used to do community <laughs> Because when I got my fucking, remember my hit and run and shit, I told you out of the community service at the fucking sheriff's department. Yeah. There was one fucking tatted up fucking asshole fucking Asian guy there, dude. Like Asian sheriff. I was like, dude, this guy's a fucking dick. That's probably the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's probably him. Yeah, they literally initiated in gang warfare. They shot people. They took people's drugs. Fucking they planted them. fucking shit on people. Nah, they don't waste their drugs on planting it. They steal it and then they sell it. And then, yeah, they're, they're into some crazy stuff. Yeah, And they got busted. They they were all indicted. I remember it was on at the one news. point it was on the news, yeah. And then, but that's now why, it's like, just I, back to was normal. Was it like the chief of like the 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 the, the sheriff, the the sheriff for, uh, for Linwood, like like what like no the whole the whole the whole sheriff of L.A. was like put to jail or something like that. Something like that, yeah. There was some crazy 
like coup that happened with the sheriff's department where uh-huh. like there was like a shift of power like there was like a lot of corruption and there was a lot of guys that were like doing crazy things like that yeah and then the federal government stepped in and they were like hey y'all are getting too crazy everyone's gotta to go yeah but it was just a front of course all them fools are back to work yeah of know? course and it was just a crazy time you know and then they kept harassing the store they kept doing crazy things like the cops are there all the time and if i like i said if you call them for something that you need help they're never they gonna never help they never do yeah. it and if they do come, it's just to make things worse. Like, yeah. Two people fight, and you call the cops. Then they be, get, get both beat up. With they, no questions asked. They'll take the two guys. They'll take the guy that called the cops. They'll search his house, and they'll take... If they find something, they'll take everyone. <laughs> that's how they do it, you know? Oh, yeah. You know what? That's that's happened just like at my, at my close to my pad. Our neighbors, like, we, like one day we just woke up like at 11 p.m., dude, and we had like a whole ghetto bird and everything fucking the fucking big ass you know police vans and shit like that even the Southgate police joined in and shit and they fucking had the whole house surrounded with guns and shit and yeah, all for like know. a little thing dude like like shit that like I think like a robbery but it wasn't even them and shit like that I don't know what it gets crazy over there man like, they're serious uh, with the with the violence yeah in Southgate too they're pretty like the Southgate police they have their own police yeah but those guys are assholes too that's I, yeah. I why I, I hardly ever really venture into the area no more yeah. unless I have to you know yeah i don't like hanging around there because i feel like i'm just gonna get busted just sitting down you know what i haven't even kicked it in linwood like like around linwood in such a long time you know yeah. like if i'm going somewhere to i'm going to downey like or i'm going to practice or like whatever and i never like i i i rarely ever go out to explore linwood anymore dude. yeah it's it linwood is a, it's a safe town if you stay indoors and mind your own business you yeah but, but as soon as you're yeah. out and about and doing things yeah uh, that's it yeah yeah, dude, it's crazy. Um, and it, and from the looks of it, like it hasn't really changed in the past ten years. It seems like no, it's kind it's of the same, the same deal. Thing. Yeah, same exact thing. Same I don't graduation. Think, I, don't think, I don't think it's gonna change, to be honest. Yeah, you know, maybe if the gentrification spreads far enough and the value of property starts skyrocketing, eventually they will move most Mexicans out. I mean, most Mexicans are already shooting really far. You know, they're already yeah. going out to like. At first, it was like, okay, they're in Huntington Park. East LA, Maywood, these areas, right? Now they're That's coming. Now they're coming to Buena Park. Yeah, they came down. Yeah, they came down to the south, southeast LA like, area, and close to o- yeah. like close to Long Beach and the OC almost. Yeah, now know. Paramount is by some out, and you know. Oh, oh you oh, Lakewood, oh, fucking Bellflower. you read a quinceanera and shit, quinceanera landia and shit. Yeah, and my, then, my my mom calls it <laughs> paisalandia, Huntington Park. <laughs> <laughs> and then now now Orange County is flooded with Mexicans. Yeah, Anaheim and, yeah. and fucking Fullerton, Garden Grove, which is really funny because there's a lot of right-winged uh yeah conservative people so it's like it's, uh, it's <laughs> fucking completely polar and shit but you have them all living in the same fucking place yeah, and then eventually they're gonna make it all the way out to god knows where i mean they're already in the desert fresno victorville freaking my Inland uncle Empire, lives in, all that my stuff. mom my, my, my uncle lives in fucking palm desert dude like yeah yeah palm desert palmdale fucking uh all that stuff san bernardino like who yeah. lives over there i don't know everybody nah, everybody, everybody lives yeah. over there now <laughs> Yeah, it's such a weird... And there's a lot of activity over there, too, I've been noticing. There's a lot of tweakers. There's a lot of crackheads. Oh, yeah. you gotta, As soon as you get to Victorville, boom. And you just, they're everywhere. At every 7-Eleven. Tweakerland. <laughs> Tweakerlandia. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of ska shows and stuff up there, too, right? Yeah, but yeah. they crack. It's just, you know, the, like, why is it the most ghetto-less of fucking cities that throw the fucking sickest of shows? You gotta have right? the nastiest town. Yeah, you do. The one yeah. where no cops are gonna fucking raid shit. Like, yeah. You could have a fucking... Just have someone stabbed at a fucking show. <laughs> How many shows have I seen you at 
since we started going to shows since we were young. Damn, dude. A Probably lot. a million. But remember those shows that I used to do? Because uh, I'm sure you remember I used to do equipment rentals yeah. for different production companies. I would set up a drum set and the back line, the, the bass, everything, the lights and stuff. And I remember we went to like the crate, like the nastiest lot in South Central, like off of like 92nd or something, like yeah. near Alameda, near like some industrial I, I ass place. I think I remember place. you even threw a show one time in Compton. It was like a, just a big ass dirt lot. It was, yeah, they had horses and shit, yeah. but they moved the horses out for us to uh, have a party. <laughs> that was a crazy ass party. Dude. I think, I think Lewis, hey, Lewis. Uh, I'm shout out over here. You fucking came and Archaism played, and I forgot who couldn't make it or whatever. So fucking, I mean, Lewis was already drinking and at that fucking show, and the whole time he's like doing ground vocals and shit, and just like fucking tipsing around like this, already <laughs> drinking and shit, throwing up on the floor, still fucking singing and shit. There was dirt everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So when people would mosh, dude, dirt would just go up everywhere. You leave the place like just covered in dirt. You go home, you blow your nose, it's just black. And then, and then, I, and then I had to the whole day that. They, the next day dude had to like because i had remember i had the half stack and shit i had to like wipe down the whole damn thing even on the inside and <laughs> i had to like wipe down my guitars my case my whole damn clothes i was like but i was dude. like damn that was a night to remember <laughs> dude, and then people don't even some people don't know those things existed you know it's crazy crazy super underground shows just in Compton and in industrial areas and in especially Linwood. in Compton, I remember yeah. we went to a show like when I, I was still in high school, like in Fireball, seventeen, and we went to a Compton show, and then it got raided there, so they moved it to like this abandoned church and shit, and people were like. You know, like they had, it was like two stories, but they didn't have no more railings there. So people were just like fucking jumping and shit and fucking climbing <laughs> the shit to get up to the second floor. Like, it was crazy. I was like, man, I was like, those are some good times, good memories yeah. of my childhood, you know? Yeah, super dangerous. Super dangerous. I could have died but... at any one of those parties. Yeah, know? but. I could have got robbed. I could have got my equipment jacked. Like, the amount of risks that we <laughs> took, we, we had to have been really stupid to have taken them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, that stupidity gave us and yeah, given yeah. us a lot of happy memories. So. <laughs> yeah, but now looking back, like, I wouldn't do half of that shit. Yeah, me neither, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck? That shit looks like a damn trap house. Like, I ain't going <laughs> up in there. <laughs> dude, plenty of parties that went to got we were just talking about this the other day with my girlfriend uh you know be, being at parties and then all of a sudden the indoor indoor parties yeah the, the ghetto is kind and then all of a sudden someone brings out a gun or something and now yeah. we're flipping tables and hiding under the table uh, you know it's like, ca causing yeah. mass hysteria yeah like, dude it's crazy some people don't know all the history of all the stuff that goes on down yeah. here, you know i mean i sure did mm. and shit that's why i was did all that stupid shit and it was worse so before your generation, I think, because how how younger are you than me? Like five, five, three, three years, three years, something three like years. that. Yeah, yeah. Before my generation, those guys were definitely fucking up. You know, yeah, yeah their shows were cool and all, but like people were dying, people, people were ODing, like, ODing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big drug problem. Of yeah. course, a huge and, drug and problem. And the drug problem has become it's less calmed worse. Down. It's, it's calmed, calmed down. down, yeah. And now, like all of our friends that were junkies in their youth are now in church <laughs> like you know they're like living their second life you can say you that's know a what good I mean? thing yeah. though sometimes sometimes it takes that for someone if i could just really hit rock bottom for them to like really make a huge improvement in their lives you know yeah and and uh, so there was sad though because it shouldn't happen there wasn't know? a lot of casualties i guess we can say you know yeah. i mean they're just like well, we did yeah we were right. lucky that every yeah. that when when i was going through shows i was really lucky that 
nothing really that bad ever happened. I mean, the the thing that people don't realize is how dangerous alcohol is, you know? Like, uh, you know more. You know better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, is you know, people that need to understand, like, this is a PSA now. We're going to do a public service announcement about alcohol. You guys ready? Yep. Alcohol is terrible, man. Like, how, how many how many dumb things did you see me do while faded in our youth? Probably, like, probably too many to count. <laughs> but, yeah, let me put on my shoe and cut my toes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's always cops. There's always some shenanigans happening when you're drinking, you know? And you just, yeah. you, you're not in control of the situation. You think you are. You hop into a vehicle, you're not supposed to be driving, or you're hopping into a car with friends who are wasted, who are not supposed to be driving. <laughs> you don't even know. You're just That's how I got into my accident. Yeah, tell us about your accident. What happened there? Uh, man, I just had a friend, and he introduced me to other friends about to move over to my house and stuff. And Damn, man. that's a, I had just met those cats those day, yeah, that day because through my friend Ivan and... Uh, and we all came to my house and we went to, it was New Year's, like like right after. There's a big New Year's party. and Yeah, man, I really fell in love with those cats first day because they're really, really, really charming people and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, I, like it wasn't the driver that was drunk. He just liked the speed, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and then I met his brother and his little brother, like Sally, was the one that was instantly killed. And oh. I was sitting next to him. I was supposed to sit where he was supposed to sit. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, but I, you know that's why when I used to have a bad alcohol problem, you remember and stuff, it just pass out everywhere, throw up everywhere, all over the place, and then hear from my friends like, "Oh, you don't? Do you know what you did?" And I'll be like, "Dude, please don't even tell me what I did. I don't even want to know." Sometimes you know, but after that accident, it it was kind of you know a, a tragedy, a tragic, but it yeah. was a blessing at the same time because yeah. I stopped drinking. Did like, it help you get? Yeah, so you got past that. I got yeah. past all that fucking passing out everywhere and stuff like that and i think i thank god all the time that 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 happened be- well not but to me you know because if it wasn't for that i i don't know where the fuck or, i would ended up you don't thank god that it happened but you thank god that you were able to that it to, made a change yeah exactly yeah so that's interesting yeah so so you were i remember i saw it on the news i think yeah or somewhere yeah you were involved in an accident someone was killed I yeah was like, oh damn that's crazy. i didn't even believe it at first because uh i was in and out of consciousness and uh, I, w- I woke up. Did you up get hurt pretty bad? I, uh, you know what, I did a little bit, but I mean, not compared to everybody else that was in the car. I was oh, like the okay. luckiest one, to be honest. Hey, what I were w- some of your injuries? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I had like fr- like hairline fractures like throughout my skull in the back. I had like a bad fracture right here, my orbital. Uh, a lot of road rash, and I had bleeding in my brain a little bit. Damn, you uh, came out the car. Yeah, we were all ejected except like the passenger, I think. And but he was the one that kind of like stayed awake through the whole thing, and so like even then he suffered worse than I did because he saw everything happen and then he seen everybody there and he had been like struggling through like PTSD and stuff like that for a long time, you know. Well, he's lucky to have witnessed it because you know, even though it's bad to see things like that, sometimes it's better that you know things than not know things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So he, it's good to have someone say everything that happened and like, yo, this is how it went down. Yeah. So damn, it, it gives everybody closure. That's crazy. Sorry to bring up some crazy subject like that, but <laughs> I, you know, I I'm, an, I'm an open person, man. I'm, a, I'm an open book. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, I'm sure you know I've flipped over my truck before, and mm. and I've I've crashed my vehicle a few times as well. 
um, for for doing stupid shit like that. And so, you know, obviously I don't do that anymore. And yeah, is it, is it things like that that like make you that that make, give you yeah. bring a change? Yeah, it's not. It's it's that there's a lot of risk factors growing up, and we really like needed more guidance. You know, like yeah. obviously someone should have told us. Hey, you know what I mean? We were, we were, all, most of us only kicked it with like people our age who were just equally as stupid. Yeah, so we didn't. <laughs> we never had anything. anybody like 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 positive influence in our city yeah, and like, stuff like that. There was no OG that was like, "Hey, bro, yeah, listen here." We bro. never had that. We had to learn through ourselves. No, instead we had old ass niggas that would still go to the show. Thirty <laughs> five year old dudes trying to pick up on like twenty year old girls. Yeah, you know, and, and they would be the ones causing shit. Exactly. They're yeah. they're yeah they're not helping anything. You know what I mean? Making things worse, <laughs> dude. It's so crazy. Like those cholo fools that go to a show. Hey, fool, you going to a show, huh? Are you gonna Are you gonna see some of them rocker bitches? <laughs> oh, you're a rocker, huh? Oh, you a rocker, huh, fool? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Dude, you think those rocker fools, those rough rocker fools, drink coronas, fool? Like, oh, <laughs> hey, I got the coronavirus. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I got a twelve pack. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't get the coronavirus because I drink nothing but puro modelo, fool. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's a lot of fun having you on this podcast, dude. I, I appreciate you um coming by and fucking yeah, talking thanks about for, everything. Thanks, thanks for having me, dude. I still trip time. out that we have the same birthday. I, I always remind you. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm gonna pull up some stuff on the screen for everyone to check out. Um, All right. So we can get in tune with what's going on today. I know, um, you know, we we had a a lot of Linwoodian history. Uh, going on on this podcast so far and we've talked a lot about our past and all that. but that's just because ernie's my good friend and uh so we're not going to focus on any particular subject or yeah. talk about any particular matter well this is the first time i've seen you in what like two three years in a long time yeah a long so, time. yeah so that's also cool that's why we're so excited um but this is um this is your instagram yeah uh, so if you guys want to connect it's uh bino is live uh, and you can check out all his stuff here. I mean, he has like plenty of videos of him rocking, which and flyers. are really amazing. Actually, I mean, I, I gotta tell you again that when you play guitar, I mean, you knew. I told you this before you even uh, before became I even Bino Mojo. Yeah. I was like, dude, like when I play music with you, just messing around, you know. I was like, I can always like. I feel like you could play. Like if you just got your timing it was, better. It was in syncness. Yeah, I was like, I think you could really rock some crazy bands. I remember it, telling you that. Yeah. Um. Well, fuck it. Look at it now. <laughs> so. And I opened up for Malo that day. Yeah, yeah Malo is a great band. Yeah. Uh, I even got. I even got to sit in with them in the last one. It was what really the fucking hell dope. is this? I can't see. Oh my god. <laughs> Why they do we this? We experiment. Uh, experiencing di- technical difficulties. Instagram wants my info. They want. They're oh, tired shit. of me looking through <laughs> Instagram for free. Fuck a big brother right there, man. Dude, that's gay. I was just getting ready to uh, show your flyers, but we have your release party here as well. Yeah. Um, in yeah. case anyone's interested, um, this is Saturday. That's tomorrow, right? No, no, that's no, next this, week. This next, next Saturday. Week. Uh, but I do have a show next Saturday. I mean, this coming tomorrow, you know, at uh, PCH Club in Long Beach. That's that's uh we're opening up at that same spot pretty much. Oh, tomorrow. cool! So yeah, if you guys want to check this out, PCH Club, mm-hmm. um, yeah, dude, this is gonna be a rad one. Uh, you need to tell people that I play music so that it, you know, oh yeah, need a DJ or need someone to fill in stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. you're the fucking one of the you're one of the best one of the best drummers I ever grew up around. Because oh, you mean you. remember Appreciate when that. you played you you could play fucking right handed, left handed. 
in anybody's drum set too. Like you, yeah. you could have a fucking symbol here, a symbol there, and just be like. That's just because I'm left-handed. Yeah. yeah so you had to be. You're I forced had to, to be yeah. ambidextrous. Because I had to learn on other people's equipment. So yeah. Then, then, yeah. Then I got my own, and then I started playing right-handed, uh, or left-handed, I should yeah. say, like how I should have been playing. And yeah. then I was like, you know what? This is not that great. And, <laughs> and I just stayed playing switch the whole. It's like learning how to skate switch and like then, learning goofy, and then not going back. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing. But of stand-up percussion, I like more, you know, technical quads. stuff. No, like timbales, congas, Ooh, and all that stuff. Timbales, you know? uh, always have uh, been had a thing for all the percussion stuff. Here's a picture of us at um, uh, with a uh, shout out to Monster. <laughs> fucking He's right monster. here. Fucking that fool was a maniac. Dude. A maniac. <laughs> <laughs> maniac Fuck, I miss that fool to death. It's like never like one. You, you can't go to like fucking Monsters Pad and not have a good time. Like, he's borderline like he's borderline insane. <laughs> but I love that about him. <laughs> he's legally illegal. So, somehow in his mind, everything he does is borderline legal. But you get the hint that it might should be illegal. Yes. I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> he, he he loves to like fucking just bend the rules to and, as far as it could go without breaking it. And this is when we were trying to, or he recruited us to join to play in his mm-hmm. band Proyecto, Proyecto, Macabro. Proyecto Macabro which is a crazy band that was a good uh, that, uh, that, they had a, they were they were they had so much potential I think man. he's starting and to they should do to, it again to, they're doing it do again it, right uh, exactly yeah so he has something going on there but in this time at this time uh, he was going through a phase where his band members left and he was trying to yeah I remember members. like that guitarist uh, that right there like I mean we went through like I don't know how many bassists I don't know how many how yeah. many fucking guitars we went through and within like three months. Yeah, see, I'm not even playing actual drums. I'm playing a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a pad, a drum Play the pad. Damn octopad. Yo, that octopad's so dope. That was a dope ass. I still have I used it. to love to fuck with it. I still have it right here. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I see it. I was like, yeah. oh, the great old octopad. Uh, we used to rock with that thing. I, I bought it as a birthday present for myself <laughs> a long time ago, and I still have it. I don't think I would ever get rid of it. There's some things that you just don't get rid of. Yeah, exactly. But we did some other like shows before I left LA. Um, I tried to do some rock and espanol stuff. I remember you came through to that. That was good fun. Um, yeah, man. So it's too bad I can't browse your Instagram. That's terrible. But we have also your uh, where where we can find you because obviously the most important thing mm-hmm. is your music. Yeah. So if people want to find your tracks, you can go on. BinoMojoHand.HereNow.com. Yeah. So, and you can find, uh, you know, our Spotify too, you know, like uh, we have our whole album there and, and you, you can, could, you could purchase it through any, like that, that site is like the, like a, like a hub for you where you could find anywhere to purchase it or whatever. And we can follow us, here? you know. Yeah. Off your link right here, we can bump yeah. it. You can... Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We're going to preview your track. Hey, I'm not gonna get copyrighted, right? Nah. <laughs> you have my permission, Lee. <laughs> you heard it. I have his permission. I like this. That's the one I wrote. Yeah, we have like it's a mixture of some blues covers and some original stuff. So that's an original one. pour me a shot. The beers are flowing and the vibes are cool. Stay bartender, I'll have a brew too Guitars are plugged and they're ready to go Yeah, tonight we're gonna give you that rock and roll
Yeah. Yeah, man. Sick. So, so most of this, a lot of the album is really uh, the music that really got me into blues. Like this whole album is like filled with like some original stuff and some like songs that I kind of like grew up listening to blues and stuff. You know? Yes. Like these are the songs that I kind of wanted always to play and that gave me my introduction to like start playing blues and, and how'd you find blues out of all the other because you played a lot of other genres of course uh, like metalcore what, what gravitated you towards uh towards this and even uh my my grand my father dude he, he always listened to blues ever since i was little even when i was when when i was my first five years of playing guitar i was playing everything you know like i was playing pop ska fucking anything that ever caught my attention you know, but my my father since then like had already tried to like always try to instill blues in me. But I was young at the time and I didn't get it. I was like, Dad, it's just the same chords over and over again. He's like, Nah, you'll get it when you when you when you're older. Watch. And sure enough, like I went to a shop one day and like there, he had this new Buddy Guy CD playing. I was like, Damn, Dad, who's that? And and then I want to go like look it up. And then I started like just diving myself into it, you know. And I was like, Wow, like I started like fucking around and improvising towards it. And I was like. I could really feel everything that I play, you know, like it, it kind of like gave me like an outlet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it was really expressive music, you know, that you didn't have to like sing to like express, to find expression through that type of music, you know? I like to describe it like, uh, you know, like some people play music like on the beat, yeah. you know, like pop music, I think is like on the beat kind of music and uh, like metal. Yeah. I think metal is like metal on is the like, beat it's music. It's always because it's fast. Yeah, it's on always on, on the beat. But then... Like this kind of music is what I call like, like Express- on the offbeat. Like yeah, it's, it's ex- like expressive. it has swing because it has a lot of space. Like because even the slow ones. This is why I love playing slow blues more because like the tempo is so slow. You have so much space to express so much within that short amount of like within that distance. You know, so it gives a lot of room for expression. Yeah, I see. For especially for a guitarist, you know, since you're yeah. playing like lead and doing solos and stuff, you probably appreciate more of that space to yeah. to, to do your thing. Because you could like really make like what like I like about like slow blues and stuff like that. You could really since there's a lot of space, you have so much space to express, and you could really allow the guitar to like sing like a person. You know, you could do little things that that are that sound very vocal. You know, right, right. I also like to think of it like it's just a counting problem. Because I'm a DJ and I count beats all the time for every time I'm DJing, right? And sometimes you're playing tracks and you're fitting them together, mixing them, right? Mm-hmm. Putting them together, making like a you make sure You have to make sure everything aligns. Everything aligns. But with with uh, with this kind of music and other music like it, like I feel like hip-hop's a little bit like that too. Yeah, it can, um, definitely. Uh, what it's doing is like that room is allowing you to count so yeah. what i mean by counting is the problem it's, I mean, it's like, giving you the, the 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 count like that that you could give because there's so much space that you could just or or like how another way i like to think of it like it's harder to count to 100 from one to 100 than it is if you count every single number yeah like, of course you can count to 100 counting every single number mm-hmm. but if you just go one and then count the rest of the numbers in your head. Yeah. And then you get to 100 and you're like, 100. Yeah. You only hit two notes, but all the numbers in between were in your head. Yeah. So, like, when you have a lot of room, then you're the one counting, you know? You keep a cadence in your head. In your head. I feel like it builds. I feel like, and obviously we know this from experience, but when you're a young guitarist or any kind of musician for that matter, and you haven't really learned too much about music or music theory, 
you always want to play faster. You want to shoot your load before like you even get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But also, I feel like they don't have the ability to count without yeah. the beat. You know yeah. what I mean? So they have to play fast in order to stay on time. In order to stay on time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because their timing skills. If you give them if you space give them to fill, space to be like, uh, and they come off on the like like a whole beat behind. And exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So it's a matter of counting. Yeah, it's you know, like when I started playing slow blues, you know, like I couldn't. It was so slow that I, I at first I, I couldn't fuck with it, dude, because I would always come off off beat or like my phrasings, like I would do fast shit, but then it would come off like a whole beat off time. Like, <laughs> we like, ah, oh, so like it, it's, but it's cool once because once you finally get the hang of it, it, it teaches you how to flow. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it, yeah. you, you be learn how to kind of phrase and like make little phrases and like kind of. It's the same thing with DJing when yeah. I'm playing music. The for you, you're mapping out the wave yeah. in a, in two or three minutes. So you're like, okay, here's my intro, here's the verse, here's the chorus, mm-hmm. the climax, here's back to the verse, here's the outro. But in DJing, I'm doing that, but across eight hours or however long i'm DJing, five hours or one hour and what i'm doing is i'm selecting music and i'm doing that i'm making it more aggressive transition bring it less yeah yeah bring it down you're playing with the dynamics yeah exact dynamic sure yeah let's call it dynamic so i'm giving like five hours dynamic and just building up to like to to bring a point of tension in people but in experience beginner djs what will they do they will just hit you with like fat bangers from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, then run out of bangers uh, at the uh, end. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then people are just like, damn, I can't twerk this hard. You know yeah, they, I mean? they get fatigued. They, they get ear fatigue and people leave with fucking headaches and shit. Yeah, and yeah. then you can't do that. You know, you, you gotta that. give people breaks. Yeah. Even, even, even electronic music producers know this. Like, even fucking Dead Mouse, if you listen to Strobe, like, yeah, the Strobe is just like, it's just a constant slow, slow buildup. It isn't like, like in the Strobe and Dead Mouse, like, it like, even like more than half of the song is just still building up yeah and yeah. it doesn't drop until like the third fourth of the song and shit exactly and and they have progression you yeah know? have they, progression they, you they, know? they build up they put they things they add job. things and then they take things away and then they just off like maybe like whole seconds of silence and shit so yeah. when so when they do bring the big thing like it's like holy shit what the fuck just happened yeah, hey, it's yeah. harder so that that's all those things considering that's progression you know yeah. and when you're a young musician i guess we just don't give a fuck about progression we just there's like, a nah. lot of a lot of music like that doesn't <laughs> like really give the opportunity to you like side trance to me like the new like style of music side trance no it's it's more like like it's more like like just the the deepest drum like the deepest techno you could think of just like that to me is like the metal that's like the the death metal, not even that, like the metal, black metal of yeah. of, of rock music, it's right? Just, just, and then you, we've got EDM music. It's kind of like similar now to rock and roll. Yeah. Like, so, and it, it, this is something I want to talk to you about. Like, you know, when you look at like when rock and roll developed, or let's say jazz, you know, yeah. remember when jazz was a thing? It was mostly black musicians. Yeah. And they were smoking pot and shit. And then. Yeah, they called them jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. And everyone (laughs) thought that they were the shit, right? Like, Mm. if you wanted to do some illicit activities, you would go to a jazz club Uh to do them. You know what I mean? Mm. They were the rock and roll. They were the rock stars of that time, of of that generation. And before that, maybe Mozart was like, hey, 
y'all ready for this hot fire? And then maybe Mozart was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe girls were ripping out their bras and throwing them at him when well, he started. I heard he was. I mean, didn't he fucking die of syphilis or some shit? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Actually, I don't know anything about him, but... <laughs> Because I know he died young, and I know he died from some kind of fucking STD or some shit. Probably. So you know people are just throwing it back at him and shit. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, throw that house back. So what instruments <laughs> did they have at the time of uh of of Mozart music? Fucking like harpsichord. Because I think this was like before piano. Yeah. Was harpsichord, and they still had it, and fucking nothing but strings and shit. Strings. They didn't even have like fucking like woodwinds or fucking brass back then. I think. So then, wind instruments. Started coming, start coming along, and then jazz and, is like the crazy and, shit. And then it's when the brass start coming in. Brass, and then after wind instruments was the next great accomplishment, the guitar. Yeah, the electric guitar. When the electric guitar came out, it gave things a new sound. So people were like, "Oh, that's hyphy. Let's do that." You know? Yeah. And now it became like the new party music. Right? Yeah, and it's still here, fucking like 60, 70 years later. Well, it's yeah. dying down. But, but then what was the next technological advancement? The next evolution would have been electronic music, right? Yeah. As soon as electronic music dropped, like as soon as you can make a synthesized anything, yeah, we had never synthesized the sound before. And then you could like make entire, like you could make a whole entire group with just synthesized sounds. You don't even need a band when you, you know. A- <laughs> you know what's crazy about synthesized music that I always trip out on, and this is like a crazy thing that I, that I think about, like when it like the theory of synthesizers. But every time I think about a synth, uh, like it's it's a sound that isn't produced by anything in real life yeah so like a bird chirps and you record it and then you have it as a sample you can slow it down you can make change the key you can it's you can a adjust that's it. completely unheard of yeah you can adjust it you can add reverb you can do all these things but you cannot change the original sample like you have to get it from the sound from something yeah and the only thing we had in those days was mics to pick up sounds yeah right and digitize them mm-hmm. but synthesizers are not that at all a synth is literally using mathematics to create vibrations. Like fucking the Fibonacci sequence and shit. It's literally making a vibration, you know? Yeah. So like so you can make literally any sound imaginable, but on top of that, you can make sounds that don't exist. Like crazy like moog synths. So and it, all gives, the crazy it gives shit it gives it that out. much more room for expression. Yeah. And then I don't know if you noticed this, but with production the way that it's happening these days. Most of it is kind of limited by its digital footprint. And I, I'll give you an example. Like when you produce a track fully digital, like say you use Pro Tools or you use Ableton Live or one of these programs and you only use MIDI, you use no samples, right? You mm-hmm. created all your own instruments. You put your own kick, everything, right? It's kind of like how like uh, like when the U- when the people say the UFOs came crashing down, but the reason why we have all this technology is because they were able to reverse engineer it and shit. Right, right. So like when you say it has like a it has a footprint and shit like that, you can make anything yourself and create something completely new. But it doesn't mean that it, like some it, it it allows people to come together and be able to find the source so they could use it themselves and make something themselves new out of right, that thing. Right. Yeah. So the footprint that I'm referring to is like what I'm trying to say is when you listen, say you listen to a Lady Gaga track that was made 100% digitally, I just can't hear. Like it doesn't get me. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't feel it, and and I think that has to do. With the fact that it's too mathematical. Yeah, it's, it's too, too it's digitized. Too perfect. Yeah, because it, it, it has no human quality to it. Exactly. But what is human quality? It's not error. No, it's 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 different. It's almost like 
humans are so clever. So this is how I think about music. Music is like a game. Like when you hear a, when you hear a song, the only reason that you enjoy the song is because you think that you could predict it. Yeah. So you know when the chorus is gonna drop, and then when it does, then you sing along to it. Yeah. You know? And then you know when the solo is coming. Yeah. You know it, and then you feel the solo even before it comes. Yeah. Like the person knows that you're gonna do that. You know what I mean? And then you rip off the solo, and then just hoping for a dope one. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh shit, he hit the spot!" Like that's exactly what I <laughs> imagine. Music, music psychology. Yeah. So when I when I think about music and it hitting the human factor mm -hmm. of it's being a slapper we call them we say oh yeah that's it's unpredictable it's it's no i think it's because it is, it predictable, is predictable because because we want something to be together with yeah. so for example like if you listen to music by yourself is one thing but when you're at a show why is music better live because everyone can hear it at the same time and then when the chorus comes everyone sings together you know yeah. what i mean so i feel like it's like a connection like it's a but, vibe. Yeah, the, it's a, yeah. It's like like kind of like a like a metaphysical type of fucking spiritual energy that it's yeah, like yeah. you you can enjoy it yourself listening to it by yourself, but when you're out with other people, feeling the exact same thing is like the the feeling becomes exponentially increased. Yeah, it's almost like you can communicate the feeling with others. Yeah, without and, even having to talk to each yeah, other. Exactly. So it's it's the best way to bring people together. But with digital music. It just, I feel like it just doesn't have the same punch. And I'll, I'll give you another example, just one more. DJing, we have really expensive mixers. Like, say, for example, that mixer that you have right there, right next mm. to you, that is a fully analog mixer. Mm. So all the signals coming into that mixer, mm. it's mixing them into the mics, like the mics are going yeah. in there, and it's sending this to the podcast, and the podcast is picking it up, right? Mm. But if I use the digital mixer... It processes it yeah, I don't know why it just sounds whack. Like it's missing some some type of frequencies that that maybe it's just too compressed. But it, obviously, playing a LP vinyl sounds better. You know, it sounds fuller, more yeah. rich, fatter. So like because uh, it's like the digital stuff. Like it compresses it into like equal spaces, and then it's like when you, you, I think it probably like because it's so equal, like and so perfect. It, in our brain, it starts to become like a little fucking like to numb it and like start. Yeah, to, like, like like our brain starts to pick it up. And yeah, we get annoyed of it. Exactly, that's exactly right. Like like we can sense like things that we don't think we can. Yeah. You know? Like what frequency the music's in. Like there's a new movement where people are switching from forty four point one kilohertz to yeah, like, like forty three, yeah, and yeah. four. Like yeah, like we're, we're here. Like we're, people are tuning guitars because we tuned our, our guitars with our E at four forty. But now people like or like four something four forty like an exact thing you know. But now people are tuning guitars to like four thirty two. Four thirty two. Yeah, exactly forty thirty right. hertz. Four thirty two hertz. Because they say that it's a frequency that aligns more with naturally. Natural, yeah, natural. It's a natural sounds, thing. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it sounds like bullshit. But I can see where it goes. But you know, like, but I mean, fuck it. Like, like you're really not gonna really pick it up all that much. But it'd be, yeah, it but, makes a difference. It makes but a difference. where it makes a difference for me as a DJ yeah. is is in the quality of audio. I'll give you one example. I DJ all the time with other DJs, right? Mm -hmm. And I download music myself that's very high quality, like 320 kilobits per second MP3s. And if not, they're just WAV files, like lossless audio, yeah. right? So when I play those tracks, on, you don't notice on small speakers like the ones we have here. Yeah. But when you're playing on a fucking enormous sound system, you, you won't notice it until you get really fat-ass speakers. Yeah. And then when you do... 
these kids come and they have like YouTube rips, you know, and they play a YouTube rip over the speakers and it sounds like trash, dude. (laughs) And it just doesn't excite anyone. Yeah. I noticed this is very important for how people get excited. If you have music that's very, very high quality and you DJ it, it's like people can feel the full resonance of the track and they they even when even when they don't know it. Even, even when they can don't hear know it, it like yeah. like they they with like better quality speakers or better quality machines, analog stuff. It's like you could put little like super subtle things, super subtle tracks that if you listen to it like on something cheaper or something much smaller, you're not going to be able to pick up those subtle things. Exactly. Yeah. But then when you have it on a big one, like those subtle things start to like kind of sing and kind of come in and cut into the mix. Yeah, and and having shitty audio uh audio quality and djing those those mixes those things become lost in the mix and then what happens is people get bored yeah it happens all the time they get fatigued exactly so that's a great word for it is a fatigue and it seems like you have that uh, like experience with like knowing when people are tired of listening to something like you said that you can overwhelm someone with too much of something right that's exactly right you go to a show when you when a good house music DJ or a good techno DJ, they're gonna be playing like the build up. They're gonna play the progression. They they're gonna maybe add stuff to it to make it even more hyphy, you know, to right. give it more texture, more everything. And then the because wack- it all adds to the to the to the uh, to the tension and the release exactly, of, of the audience of the audience. So it, exactly part of the dynamics, right? Like yeah, part of it's the a dynamics. roller coaster. It's, you, it's supposed to be. It's, you're supposed to leave a show feeling like you went through some kind of emotional experience. Yeah, you don't want to just hop on the roller coaster and just go. Boop, yeah, and just go straight up and just fucking keep going up. It's like, all right, when am I gonna come back down? <laughs> <laughs> it's just this is the upright, bro. This is there's no down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't go down, man. It's like taking like twenty hits of acid. Be like, you won't die, but you ain't definitely coming back down. <laughs> You're dead. It's just up from here, fool. <laughs> oh man, see. Oh man. But yeah, see, uh, all that stuff is interesting to me. Music theory. We don't really care too much about it in our youth, like when playing music, and you can hear it in our music. But then I think, obviously, as we get older, the music ages, which is probably why blues, why the best musicians are always gonna be blues old, or metalheads or, <laughs> or jazz or jazz. Yeah, You're gonna be older guys, right? Yeah, you know, always. Yeah, because they, they know everything. Because they, they they've heard rock and roll. Like most of the, because uh, I go to blues jams a lot, you know. So most of the people that I jam with, they're all like fucking when they're sixties and shit, fifties. And because it's not like they don't like it. Like, at one time I went to, like, a blues shirt and, like, this guy, he plays some sick-ass blues. He's, like, in his 60s already. And he saw my, like, my Randy Rhodes Aussie shirt. He's like, oh, dude, man. Man, that shit takes <laughs> me back, you know? It's like, because they'd be metalheads, dude. Some yeah, of these yeah. blues guys would be, like, just, like, retired metalheads. <laughs> I believe it, yeah. I mean, eventually all roads lead to the same path. Back to know? the root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the roots of it all. And you can't. You you have to be insane to be like oh jazz is whack you yeah know? or, or the blues are garbage like yeah, what the fuck what? are you out of your fucking everything mind? came from that you yeah. know? <laughs> like but people say that all the time yeah because cool, they don't know you know people say because the they time. get used to like listening to uh you know k-pop boy bands that too hey i don't i I actually like k-pop better than american pop these days you know k-pop are fucking taking american culture and like they're just doing it but like 20 times better than us right now at least they were like like uh, that that band what is evil or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. like they're they're doing pop like just like completely outdoing us i feel like america started pop and then halfway through we were like you know what this is kind of a little too gay we're gonna just leave this yeah and then 
Korea and has Koreans that. comes and then they take that old school stuff and then just like completely revitalize it. Yeah, you know? like who gives a fuck about Britney Spears or Backstreet Boys now? But they know? take those sounds from back <laughs> then, dude. And but like people still listen to them like Backstreet Boys. Like, I can still like guys these days like still listen to Backstreet Boys and be like, damn, I remember when I was a kid, that was, was a fucking banger. Like, I mean, <laughs> the Beatles was a boys band, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a boy band. You know, it was, it was a pop band first, yeah. more than anything. You know, so I, I mean, they have a role. You know, yeah. like pop music has a, a a big influence, a big role in, in the music. I don't have anything against like, but it, but the it kind of high it, quality. But it kind of like that pop music, like it kind of, especially in the industry, it's like when the pop music comes in, it's like they push everybody else out. You know. Yeah, that's a problem. Like they 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 have their space, but don't take the whole mountain. You yeah, know I mean? motherfucker. Like, yeah. come on. Like, this is like the whole industry is like if everything's pop. People are only gonna be listening to that pop on the radio. Know, I'm tell you about a funny incident that happened recently to me here in L.A. Um, I got a gig at the um, convention center in L.A. Yeah, and it was like some music gathering where they were teaching young adults how to go about their new career or whatever right mm -hmm. how to continue to do this uh for for a career yeah and there was all kinds of people there that wanted to be artists there was guitarists there was a whole jazz band there were like a lot of white girls there were black girls there's all kinds of people there was rappers and they all had their own thing right but the people that were the judges of this like mini competition thing i was the dj i was playing all the tracks and i was an i was an employee i wasn't like participating in their mm. thing i was just playing music and doing my thing but the funny part is that the judges, dude, these people watched like America's Got Talent and American Idol way too many times. You know what yeah. I mean? Because when the white girl came up, they're she, in it for the markability. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. She she sang and it was whack. It was boring, and yeah. and they were like, "Oh, this is so beautiful, amazing." You know? <laughs> and then some girl came on. Um, her name is uh, Vantage uh -huh. on uh, Instagram, and a uh, shout out to her. Um, I never met her in my life. I saw her at this random show, right? And she she starts doing her thing and it's dope and I'm like damn this shit's tight like it's like different and it's unique. you know it's marketable it has like an Instagram influence you know what I mean like it's 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 a new it's the new era of music that we need it's individuality to, it's individuality it's she's unique she's special she sings and she does all these other stuff rapping and all this it's it's interesting right. The judges right away they were like, "No, that's bunk." <laughs> yeah, because dude, like immediately, like, get the fuck off the stage, bitch. Oh, and I was oh, like, "Damn!" Shit, and I had to go and defend her, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't, because they then they had like a Q and A, yeah. like after they they tell her tips and tricks, and they were like, "Okay, listen, like when we tell you that you need help in these certain subjects, you have to listen to us." And she's like, "Yeah, but you're wrong, like." Like, yeah, this, like, what makes you the authority? You know? Yeah, and then uh, for everybody to speak for everybody, dude, and I know? had to get up there and be like. And I literally said this. I was like, yo, you guys have just watched America's Got Talent way too many times. And you don't understand that in real life, nobody listens to that kind of music. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, her music is probably more uh, relatable, especially mm -hmm. in L.A., you know, and it's probably worth more investing money or time into and, and this honesty. individual it's honest it's it's popular you you'd get your return on your investment yeah if you did that by 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 investing your faith into someone for them to be to come out with honest yeah. work I mean, you can, even if to you like it may not seem as marketable as anything as other other things you know but it's not supposed to be you know but if you just put your money on every Avril Lavigne there is, yeah. you're just going to get a bunch of Avril Lavines. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what all they were doing at this weird little conference. Dude, it was weird, dude. I'm, I'm telling you. like, And then the jazz band played. They took like 
one hour to set up they played like one song and then they took another hour to take their stuff apart and i was like dude why did you even ask them to come you know like (laughs) what's wrong with you you know but these people these hollywood people you know yeah they're looking they're looking to make money they're not i've never liked that it's supposed one thing to be, I, hate I mean, about LA, producers, dude. producers, they're, 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 they're required to make money. They're required to make their labels money, but they're only looking for like the things that are safe, that are marketable. Like, like instead of looking out for like people that approach things differently because it's a risk and they can't afford risk. Another thing I said, I was like, yo, like, have you seen the top billboards 100 lately? Yeah. It's like, the, take you know a how, you, do the, you know how the core progressions on, on um, I used, when I was working at Dunkin' Donuts, we had the fucking pop radio on all the fucking time. I had to listen to the same songs like hours at a time, and sometimes <laughs> I couldn't tell three songs apart, dude, like because they had the same chord progression over the same riff, and then the singers even sing the same fucking melodies, dude. And it's yeah, like it's ridiculous, yeah. dude. They're all the same. It's really funny, dude. And you know what's happening now that I think is even funnier is that the culture that we perpetuated around the world, which is like this repetitive music, right? Yeah. Like, let's say mumble rap or any any of it, pop music. Why you sound like they're fucking like just super zanned out? Like they have like a fucking like, like they have fucking emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's all that shit they got in their mouth. All that fucking, gold. Yeah, fucking all that gold. <laughs> All the brain cells yeah. that are gone. Niggas listening in the future because they ain't got one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, back to the jazz. Back to jazz. You can't you can't say that trap music isn't hyphy. It is <laughs> though, right? <laughs> like I, I I fucking get down to that shit because it, like it's good for for the occasion, you yeah, know. Like yeah. when I when I when I'm trying to fucking party and shit, like, I don't want to fucking listen to keep your head up by fucking Tupac and shit. You're like, I want to listen to something that makes me want to get fucking hype and get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to learn. I'm not trying <laughs> to learn. I'm not trying to get preached on. I'm trying to fucking party. What the fuck? And there's always this weird battle of like, uh, like mumble rap is whack. I only listen to real hip hop. And then you listen to the real hip hop and it's just like, Trump is whack. <laughs> Everything is whack. It's like, uh, yo. Fuck, shout out to Hobson. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? And it's just like, yo, I don't need preachy hip hop either, you know? Yeah, it yeah. has to be a fucking balance, you know? Yeah, it's a balance. I mean, you can have both. You, you can know? have both. You can yeah. have both. You like you fucking have, Kendrick. Yeah, you can have party music. You can have. And Kendrick could be both. You know? Kendrick is both. It's fitting for everything you want to do. Yeah, I could drop that anywhere. Like, 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 uh, fucking Tupac has, like, uh, you know, what you don't do for love changes. Fucking really cool, deep shit. Sometimes I cried listening to that shit, you know? And then you have, like, fucking, when I really want to get drunk and fucking angry, be like, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Take money. <laughs> First <laughs> off, fuck your bitch and me. I make sure all your kids don't grow. I'm like, damn, all right. I'm fucking hype now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. There's <laughs> a perfect yeah. balance of it, you know? Yeah, you don't need everything to be a learning experience. Exactly. Sometimes you need your feelings to There's be There's a expressed. purpose for everything and every type of music. If that, if that were the case, and you could say blues is just suicidal music yeah people say like i had a friend saying like oh i wanted to bring a friend and she said like oh like what kind of show is it and she told me like like oh like she she told her like oh like it's blues you know she's like oh you mean that sad music and she was like what the fuck (laughs) this is blues is like fucking sad like i was pissed off almost went off on this bitch because it's not it's like it's this happy blues and shit this fucking cool blues it's like fucking being broke on the floor blues fucking blues where you're just like fucking just drowning in drug addiction blues and then there's blues where you'd be like that's why i sing the blues <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. It's just the whole thing about blues is getting out of the hole, right? Like, yeah. Uh, you're playing so that you don't drown in the hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why you play the music because you're trying to get by. Exactly. Know? It's just a purge of emotions. Yeah. You just you, purge it out you so can you be, can keep going without, without bottling shit in. Yeah, you can be homeless and have no food, but if you got there's your a little blues, harmonica. If, you know, if, it, if, exactly. if, there's a, if there's a fucking situation, there's a blues song for it, for like any situation. <laughs> you're probably an expert in that genre now, right? Like you, you, oh, well, maybe a little bit, at least for the most part. I mean, for what I, what I need to know, you know. That's cool, man. Yeah. See, music is such a beautiful thing. Like, uh, I have like a passion for music. It, you know, I I get distracted with a lot of other things I do as well. You know, so I'm kind of like split amongst a lot of different ways. But, but music has always been a passion for me, like forever. You know. Yeah, because like, yeah. it's, it's music is uh, it's not even it, it becomes it starts off as a passion. It starts off as an interest. It becomes a passion. And after it becomes a passion, it, like it eventually becomes a part of your life, and it becomes a companion. Yeah, that's exactly right—a companion, like something to something remember. you just grow up and you live your whole life without like ever letting it go. You know? Yeah, it's crazy, and uh, and you know it's important that I mean we we did pretty good at recognizing all the aspects of music, like the the the, the emotions, the technicality behind it. The, uh, look at what it does, know. like uh, politically, you know. Uh, yeah, even what, that, what yeah. it used to, you know, like uh, you had politicians and fucking, you know, there's they always say like there's no such thing as a honest politician. Well, I mean, I have my disagreements with that one saying because I'm pretty sure there are honest politicians, but I don't think we should be looking at one politician or politicians as individuals. I, I, I don't believe I believe it's true that there's no honest government as a whole, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when it comes to music, it's like like the, the power that musicians have that they don't know is that they have the power to influence people and unite people more and stronger than politicians do. Politicians, yeah, their job definitely. is to unite people and stuff like that. But really in reality, all it does is divide people, you know? Yeah. That's so, it's such a weird thing, dude. Like, but uh, then, you know, like you have like a, a Jew and a Palestinian in one place, but they both like the same person and they both like listen to the same music for like a, at least a moment they forget about their their differences and they become to find what more what what more they have in common you know yeah that's a, that's what a, those are the things i'm attracted to i'm attracted to music cuz you can listen to a band or a live performance with anyone and the music if you all dig it you're all going to jam to it you know yeah i like skating cuz you could be anything too. You could be an old, decrepit white man, or you could be a, a young, fit black dude, and yeah. you could be in the same skate park. And they all listen to different music, thing. but they're but they're doing the same they're thing. Doing the same thing. Biking is the same. There's a community. You know? There's a yeah, community. Yeah. Which... It, it allows people of different branches to get together and and understand know? differences in life. You know exactly. Yeah, because you're not gonna the, know without without arguing about it. You know. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to know differences if you don't get out there and see things that are different. And you know? experience people yeah, of different yeah, cultures. Yeah. But the only that's the way people do it, through shared uh, shared passions and shared common common interests. That's one thing I think is weird about L.A. that I didn't notice until I left, that like no one really leaves L.A., mm. you know what I mean? And no one really comes into L.A. either. Like yeah. I've noticed that like we don't really get a lot of visitors. Like And I don't mean L.A. because when I say L.A., you're we're thinking like the whole LA. No, yeah. I mean like Southeast LA, yeah. you know, no one ever goes in there. No one ever really goes out of there. Yeah. Like sure. People from other states and countries live in Koreatown and in Culver city and these gentrified areas. That's Cause it's a, it's a, it's become a very uh, 
like a place people find comfort. You know, it's yeah, like they have so much comfort here, they're afraid to go anybody else, anywhere else. And and other places are not like that, dude. Like yeah. if, you, if you go to the Bay Area, like even the worst city, Oakland, like which is like the most worst hood. Like there's still white people jogging outside. There's still people walking their dogs. There's still you know there's still crackheads. There's still shootings, <laughs> but there's still prostitutes. Yeah. But there's also startups, and there's also like cool coffee shops potential. and cool bars and cool shit happening you know and it's not uh, people keep on thinking of this gentrification thing especially in that show and i'm sorry to bring Had it up again it's a terrible show but <laughs> in that show they make it look as if it's a race thing like yeah like white people are devils and mexican people and blacks are like oppressed and we need help and all this shit but <laughs> in reality yo it's not even white people buying these properties <laughs> you know if you go out there it's all kinds of people it's yeah. just people that happen to have money at this particular moment and understand that these properties are really low price and they're going to be worth much more in the near future. So they're buying them out. Dude, that happens everywhere. You can't blame them. That happens everywhere. You know, like that's what the, that's what value is. Mm. How does San Francisco become a more valuable city by making the, everything, all the prices go up. Yeah. And then only certain people can live there that people that can afford it. You know, that's not exactly like a negative connotation. Like that's not, discriminatory in any way like you can build a city however the fuck you want to build so like yeah. look at dubai you know oh fuck like, they're still killing people out in the streets yeah <laughs> you know what i mean there's war and famine and people are shooting each other but then in one little area it's like you got people with tigers and shit you and know? you have like the fucking in dubai you have like skyscrapers <laughs> like two times as fucking big as the fucking world trade center and shit like, yeah and, and, and they have, like, everybody over there owns a fucking Lamborghini and shit. All the fucking police guys fucking drive around in Lamborghinis. But then you go walk around, you take a walk outside five minutes out, and it's like, boom, famine, death. Yeah. Fucking, it's like, what the fuck? We're like, where the fuck did this? Like, you just look back. You look <laughs> forward and see nothing but death. You look behind you and see nothing but happiness and, like, oh, shit. But every, everything is, like, a game, you Everything know? is centralized. We need to protect our communities is the way I like to think about mm-hmm. it. Like, if, if, you know, if Mexican people really really cared about their communities you know mm. in the southeast la area the first thing they would do is protect its borders you know mm. like not physical borders but like idealist borders yeah. you know like like like, uh, okay. like how uh you know like uh traditional mexican parents how most of them like they say racist shit doesn't exactly make them racist they're yeah because they're yeah. not used to it they're coming yeah. from another country and then you're seeing people of all kinds exactly you know yeah. That's one aspect, yeah. And the second aspect, I think, all old people are racist, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, all of them. Like, if you're if you're white and old, you're racist. If you're black and old, you're racist. If you're Mexican and old, you're definitely racist. But you can't, you can't like, you can't really, like, uh, condemn them for it. Because, no, no, Because no, they grew yeah. up like that. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that it's their fault or they're terrible yeah. people. I'm just saying that if you hang out with an old person long enough, it's, you're going to you know, say some gonna funny say shit. They're going to say some racist shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody. They, they might not even really believe it, but they just like say things for no reason. You yeah, because back then you yeah. could. People, yeah, yeah. people weren't afraid to like just say what they wanted to say yeah. and like like worry about offending somebody. You know? And when you look at... Because everybody, everybody else like at the time was fending for themselves. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And, and these neighborhoods, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen to Long Beach pretty soon. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen to... Most of the neighborhoods that are near the water, yeah. for sure, are gonna get bought out. Neighbor neighborhoods in the inner city area. For Hopefully, sure. the next time I go there, then they'll finally be fucking parking. <laughs> yeah, but see, now I'm thinking I need to like. All right, so 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 these people complain about gentrification, the rent going up. Well, why didn't you purchase a mortgage for the spot and then make it yours so no one can boot you out? You yeah. Know? Why have you been renting for like forty years? You know, mm. like like even people in my own family. 
I'm like, they're like, oh, we're going to get evicted. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, you live there for fucking 25 years. Without owning you know, anything. Without owning anything. You never invested in anything. And now you're old and now you have nothing. And now you're going to get evicted. And now all the rents everywhere else are higher. Yeah, that's something that my mom has been doing for us. Like, my brother, he's, like, almost... He's going to be 31 next month. But he still lives with us with his girlfriend and shit like that, you know? Because even though my brother, like, makes good money. And so his girlfriend also makes, like, 40 bucks an hour, like, working for as a journalist for Fox News and shit. And, uh, but, like... She wants to move out because she's fucking tired of fucking, you know. You heard but, that you know, she works as a journalist with Fox News. Yeah. We got a chill in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so they, they get tired even though they could afford to live on their own. Like, my brother, my mom uh, wants my brother to stay until he can save up enough money to buy a house. Not just fucking go out and get an apartment and spend money, like, when he should be saving money to own something, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of scams involved in that, too, though. Like, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but, like dude buying a house is just just as big of a trick you know what i mean yeah like some people are getting got over the mortgages and all yeah. that. they take all your all your money That's all a, your savings. i know that people are going to fucking texas and yeah so it's getting crazy i mean i think that the idea is if you don't have if you don't if you didn't establish like a little empire for yourself yeah no one's gonna do it you know yeah and no one's gonna hand one to you yeah you know what i mean like that's we have that's the problem I have with shows like Hentified and, and shows that make it seem as if we need handouts of some sort, you know? Yeah. And I'm sorry, I, I don't like using that word because, like, you hear, like, Trump supporters use it like, oh, we're not giving out no handouts. And it's like, that's not what I mean. I mean like, like, I'm, I'm not asking for a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't need equality of outcome. We don't need someone to come and equal the playing field. No, yeah. we need to literally... Like, if we don't want to get evicted from that spot... Like, you have to be smart. Yeah, yeah. You have to be the one to... to you have to, to make the right your, decisions. You have to protect your own assets. Yeah. Like, no one's going to protect them for you. Look yeah. at Africa. They got robbed because they didn't protect their assets by yeah. everyone else. Look at Mexico. Getting robbed by this country and many other countries for their petroleum, for all their avocados, for everything they have, you know? And they get nothing for it. They're getting robbed for, for their assets, you know? And then they didn't protect their front line or nothing. Is that why they fucking allow fucking corruption and fucking getting their monies from cartels and shit? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, I mean you've watched all the Netflix shows, right? Like yeah. Narcos and Narcos Mexico and all the cartel shows and all that stuff. I mean, it's obvious that the CIA does that to destabilize nations to take advantage of them you know like, it's fucking clear as day yeah you know like all the pemex and all of the manufacturing all the oil rig stuff it really belongs to america like we fucking own all of it we control all of it we're we, basically like the empire of star wars isn't yeah but it's not something you have to sign up for yeah you know you don't have to do it if you don't want to it's the same thing you grow up in linwood for 20 years you have a small shop you're doing good. You're selling tacos. It's going great, right? All of a sudden, the rents go up. No fucking dirt. Everything goes up anyway, even yeah. if nothing changed. Inflation just always happens, you yeah. know? It's like, how did you not even think about accounting for inflation? Did you just think you were going to have $900 rent for the rest of your life? Yeah. Are you crazy, you know? You think everything's going to seem the same value and shit? Like, no. fucking, even, uh, like, because... Even that people's every year people's fucking the minimum wage keeps going up. So I yeah. mean, so things are getting more expensive. Definitely, yeah. That, and that's just the bare minimum that they're meeting. You know, yeah. They're giving us the bare minimum of money, 
and then we're working every day and then we're barely making it like i don't know anyone we're barely improving yeah. but like but it gives them the right to like just make pike up the prices on everything yeah, else exactly but more but it's a problem dude because everyone in la that i know of either lives together like in there's no family. such thing as a single household anymore yeah you know? no 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 it doesn't no. exist absolutely not you know that's you, a lot of people like uh it, it just like it really confused my brother's girlfriend because she's white like like half whiter i guess right, i should say and she when she came over here like she didn't understand like she see everybody and she didn't like like she saw everybody like being 30 and still living with their parents and shit like that because it they it's just new to her. It's like a culture shock type of thing. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's because it was, sometimes we have to and sometimes we, we value family more than anything. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, strategy-wise, like, you know, if you can it's kill two, two, two birds with one son, it's a better idea. But what does that lead to? Overpopulation. Because now every single house is has a that. grip of motherfuckers inside of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. And, and that's true. You can't deny it. Like, yeah. Every household is like, that is true. being abused. That's why know? we don't have any parking spots in where I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there's too many damn Because everybody keeps bringing people in. And then everybody's getting old now. And now they're buying their own cars and shit. And then now it's like, oh, shit. Like, everything's becoming... Like, since we first started living there, like, you know, everything was good. But then as, as time just kept coming in and kept passing like more people like okay the kids started getting older now they're having cars and now people are like are bringing more people in people are leaving their husbands and bringing a new guy in with their kids (laughs) and shit and then they're bringing like five more cars and shit you know like yeah and it's like lately now like things are just becoming to come into a fucking head in the head and we get notes on our fucking like notices on our door every day yeah and then like getting like even like uh, I mean, I have like a two bedroom apartment, right? And and I use the extra room as a studio, and so even here, it's like really difficult, you know. It's like I don't I don't see how it's possible for anyone really. And, yeah. And most of the most the the strategy most chosen is just everyone stay in the house, and we'll all pitch in together, and then that way we can all get by. Right? Yeah. But I feel like it causes like some kind of dependence. Then, yeah, that's a big pe- problem. People won't leave, you know. Yeah, people are scared to leave after that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you're not gonna pay three hundred dollars a month at your mom's house, but you get experience. Yeah, you need to go and figure out how if, hard things really are. You yeah, know? so you so can you appreciate for yourself yeah, yeah, and appreciate exactly. all that. So that's why people when they move out, they, they, they nobody's gonna go and like explore living on their own by themselves by renting an apartment by themselves. Everybody starts out by leaving the house, get a roommate. Right. Yeah. Sometimes and then, and then some people go straight into the, into you know, some people just like dive into it. You know? Yeah. It just depends how you want to do. It. I mean, that's how I did it. I just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna dive into it. I'm gonna leave my mom's house and just be crazy. To give it, you yeah. give yourself no choice but yeah. to but to but to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So some people are like that. Some people, you know, gradually with time and and but like it, like you said, there's nothing wrong with being at home. You know, and especially at a time like this where it's critical. You know? Yeah, there's like, a lot of division everywhere. People just... might not realize it, but I feel like we're in some kind of great depression. You know, like like we're in like, a lot of a different. A, there's a it's just we're really living through a time of a lot of division. Yeah, and 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 I feel like everyone's broke. You know, like the yeah. average like bank account doesn't have more than like a hundred bucks. <laughs> not in even it. not even just like monetarily broke, but like ethically broke now too. Like yeah, morally yeah. broke now. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're losing values. Yeah. You know? We're not really transposing our values to others. Like our values are becoming polarized. Yeah, and and then like for example, like when when we talk about even the smallest thing that has to do with our hometown, like music, right? Mm. It's not a that big a deal, but we learned music, right? We mm. were there. We saw people who that were older than us mm-hmm. that 
played music, right? <laughs> Kick ass too. And, and there were people older than those guys that played music, mm-hmm. but the younger generation. I went back to the high school. I taught them how to play drums, even like five years after I graduated. Mm-hmm. You know, because I knew we didn't have a teacher or whatever. And and I went back to go to shows, and I did as much as I could. And and even though I did all that, I feel like it's like, hey, where, where, what happened? You know, like. Like there's nothing there. There's no nothing to show for it. There's no sprout. There's but, no. But but isn't that our fault? Yeah. Because weren't we supposed to transpose we're, our skills to them? Yeah. Weren't we supposed to? We were be already training? supposed to be doing that. We we're yeah. already supposed to be grooming the younger ones. Yeah, but what did what did most of us end up doing instead? Either either leaving the premises completely or focusing on our own thing and yeah. like and, and then just hard, completely yeah. fucking neglecting all the other shit we and should, all we these could kids. Be doing. What are they doing now? They're just at home. Vaping, (laughs) (laughs) vaping on Instagram, being influencers, being influencers, (laughs) getting fake followers. Oh shit! Getting fake friends. Yeah, going to school, talking Uh, to no one. You know, having the same haircuts and shit, not knowing one person from the other one. Making it awkward to even go to the restroom. You know, (laughs) making it awkward to like go to a family party. Have you seen kids like new kids at family parties? Dude, every single kid is just like, on their dude, phone, dude, right? Like, glued, doom. And then the little little kids, they all they're like, starting to get through yeah. that too. They already have like a fucking little pad where they fucking play their little fucking games and shit. They all know about Elsa. They all know about everything, dude. My know? my thirteen year old cousin, dude, like, cause you know how like we have like you know they they have like Apple TV and all that shit. We have Roku, right? I didn't know how to set the motherfucker up, dude. But here comes my fucking thirteen year old cousin, and she's like, "All right, this is what you do." Boom, boom, boom. She set everything up, all our fucking accounts on that shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" But you know what's funny about little kids is that they'll do everything that they can, but with a touch phone, like they know everything. But put them on a computer, and they don't know anything about yeah, a computer, dude. Uh, they'd be like, oh, "Like, dude, you're gonna go to the Windows, and you're gonna put up the applications. You're gonna go on the uh, what is it? Fucking the <laughs> the control center." Yeah. And be like, "What the fuck is a control center?" <laughs> Little kids don't know anything about uh, computers. Shit. Some do, you know, but, but not shit, all of them. But I mean, I, dude, I mean, with the way of fucking that, that, that the, the, the pad technology is coming, yeah. dude, we're not, dude, that sh- those shits are going to be fucking obsolete eventually. Yeah, dude. eventually. Yeah, it's so funny. I guess maybe it's because we grew up in a time of technological advancement where we had all the old school stuff, but we also have the new school stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know like we grew up like being a 90s kid, we, we, like we had like, we got to see the birth of all this technological advancement. Yeah. Like it, like there was a big jump, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. we lived through the games of like fucking like being like five years old with the fucking Game Boy. Have like when you're playing outside at night, and then like having to like put the screen under the fucking street light so you could see like little for little moments what your <laughs> fuck you're doing. And then eventually, like five years later, now we have like fucking britted screens and fucking we have a Nintendo Switch you can connect to the TV and take outside of the fucking house. I remember having my Game Boy SP. And then sitting in the car, and then playing games, right? Yeah. And then when the when we would drive past the streetlight, yeah, I would play. And then when we drove away from the streetlight, I would pause. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I would wait, and then we'd pass another light, and I'd be like, oh, oh there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. And then they came out with the backlit Game Boy SP yeah, and then the PSP, and, and now like now we have fucking computers on this shit. Yeah. But we I've got always, to live through that shit. I've always hacked all those things too. Like kids, yeah. kids these days, like are like two thousands kids. 
they already had this shit in their hands by the time they were five. They didn't they didn't have to experience all that stuff. Mm. But like we we're lucky. Like people from the eighties, like all they had was just doing shit by themselves, fucking vinyl. And, and all that stuff. they're so like indoctrinated in buying everything and subscriptions. That's yeah. another thing you notice. Like like we never wanted to pay for anything. Yeah, and we, we didn't li- have to. Yeah, yeah, we limewired all the music. We pirate bait all the software. <laughs> we uh, everything you could imagine. We got it for free, you know. Yeah, and even was... even the phones. Like we were like, what? Jailbreak, you know? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and every single thing you could do, you can hack anything. You can hack a PSP. You can hack the Xbox, the PlayStation One, Two, and Three. You can hack anything you want. Because everything, nothing yeah. was guarded. And shit. Even the Game Boys, you can get custom cartridges. I have a bunch of old school Game Boys down there. That I'm proud of keeping that have yeah. like all kinds of like ah, dude, funny I, I tricks. Think I still have my fucking limited edition Game Boy Color, the one with the Pokemon Gold and the Silver. You put in the light, it turns gold and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love that shit, dude. I found it like after like cleaning out my house like ten years later and shit. I was like, what the fuck is it doing here? And yeah. I put in batteries. That shit still works. <laughs> Sell it on eBay. Nah, yeah, nah, well, just keep it. Keep it, dude. Nah, that's why I kept mine because they're cool. Yeah, fucking, it's a good little collection. Yeah, Can't see it in the camera, guys, but there's like a little. Yeah collection of game boys back there that uh my friend johnny helped me acquire Fuck, I need some of them oh yeah did you want to go use restroom yeah me, uh, yeah, yeah go ahead take um, a break. <laughs> and then uh i'll just play let's some cut tracks. to uh, let's cut to a uh, term- commercial break we'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have something before you bounce do you have something yeah. on youtube or something uh yeah you could uh find a lot of our stuff on youtube uh, all right yeah go ahead i'm, I'm searching off oh, show so while ernie takes a break Check out some of his tracks. Let's see. Ooh, look, we could do podcast inception. Let's see. Yeah, guys. Really awesome having Ernie here in the podcast. Um, let's check out actually let's take a look at the cast at the uh at the chat, see what's going on. Uh, subjective collective says he loves my shirt that's awesome thanks uh to special thanks to jobby he uh he gave me the shirt yes sale so if you guys like evangelion really cool shirt um someone says they know linwood because of weird al that's actually true weird al is actually from linwood originally and uh he's a really funny guy um he's made a lot of funny movies and parody music if you guys aren't familiar um everybody that f- from linwood knows about weird al being from linwood because we don't really get too many famous people everyone's from compton for some reason and hardly anyone wants to rep linwood as a matter of fact most of the people from linwood just say that they're from compton because no one knows what linwood is Let's see what else you guys have on the pot in the chat. What's our favorite Disney movie? Hmm. I'll have to wait for for him to come back in. We'll ask him that. Let's see. We got some friends in the chat as well. Um, well yeah, let's check out some of Bino's tracks. See what he has. The man is back. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was a uh, that was the Malo show. We opened up for Malo. So, people are asking, what's your favorite Disney movie? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, of course, it was a recent one, Coco. <laughs> you like Coco? Oh uh, hell yeah! Fucking kid with fucking playing guitar and shit, and like his parents telling him, "Come on, get a fucking real job." <laughs> that was like, dude, oh, yeah, I relate true. with this kid so fucking. I cried at the end of the fucking movie and shit. That's funny. That one, fucking Toy Story. Let's see. I hate Disney. I like disclaimer. I, like I hate everything Disney. Well, I hate what they become. Fucking monopoly ass fucking bitches. <laughs> Like, George Lucas, why the fuck did you sell your fucking whole entire enterprise, your whole fucking life's work, and just give it to someone that's just going to fuck it all up? Damn. So everyone else, there's like there's some new people commenting. Oh, yeah. That I hadn't seen before. So, say what's up to those characters. Yeah, what's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Yeah, man. Someone liked the shirt that I'm wearing. Oh, that shit looks like fucking uh, 3D. Let me let me put on my fucking white, fucking red, whatever the red and blue fucking little sunglasses. Like, oh, S- uh, you watch Evangelion, the cartoon? The fuck is that? Evangelion? It's an anime. It's an anime, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. Watch that shit. All right. It's fire. Fuego. Sh- should I, should I uh, take acid before I watch it? You... I mean, if you're gonna be high for like 30 you know. episodes. Oh fuck, <laughs> nah, I'm straight. <laughs> uh, no, there's an like if you want to watch something really, really dope when you get home, watch Akira. Uh, Akira, uh, it's an anime too, but it's a movie. I think I've seen it. You probably seen it. It's hot for hot fuego too. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So that, this that is the one for Malo. The opening yeah, for Malo. yeah. That show. Uh, uh, you know the the brass section that we had, we had never practiced with them. They just came up and they just just played with it. We, I just met those guys like 30 minutes before they went on stage with me. Like, wow. but only practice with the um, with the lead saxophonist right there. And that guy, we uh, we were looking for a brass section because for the Malo gig, we're gonna we were getting paid three times as much as we we've ever have. So I took it upon myself to uh, to use my cut. And just hire a whole fucking brass section to play with us that day, cause Malo was had a whole fucking brass section and shit, and the band opening for us had a whole fucking big ass band and percussion and everything and shit. So I was like, fuck, like you don't want to look bunk. I don't mm. want to look bunk. I wanna, I wanna make this shit big and special, you know. And those 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 cats were really fucking talented, dude. I can't believe it. I just like listened to the song one time, and then right before we went on, and just they just fucking rocked it, dude. That's cool. And I had paid through them out of my own fucking pocket. <laughs> I was glad that I did that. Everybody else left home with like 300 bucks in their pocket. I just left home with like 50 or something like that. I see you use CD Baby for your... uh, For distribution? For distribution. Yeah. 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 I'm familiar with that company. I'm thinking about using DistroKid myself. Fucking, uh, let's see, that first one too. I was at Arcadia Blues Club. That's a really cool place. They have like they have like three big ass stages right there, you know. So like, when one band's setting up, another band's playing. So like, when some, one band finishes playing, a whole another band just immediately starts playing. It's fucking cool. I've only been to Arcadia once for a game, like a yeah. high school football game, like where I played in the band and we went to go 
be the marching band. I, I thought, it, I thought it looked like a nice area. To me. We were we were a, a twelve piece drum line. Fuck. Do you know how many people were in the uh, in the other school's band? What? Take a wild guess. Eighty. I don't know. Five hundred. Fuck. <laughs> it was a five hundred piece band. Fuck. They covered the whole field, and they had synchronized. Uh, marching and, and everything. That's just one school. It's just one school. Fuck. And then meanwhile, us, we're uh, twelve kids, wearing purple and gold, uh-huh. yelling these nuts. <laughs> Have you heard that cadence? No. These nuts. No. <laughs> no. We chant these nuts in between, like the cadence. I'm pretty group. sure you guys fucking killed it though. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because even though we're not a lot, we hit really hard and. Yeah. We, sometimes it's, that's what it's about. And know? we had simple little beats, you know. Sometimes yeah. the simplicity is underrated. Yeah. You that's know what exactly I noticed, right. like, um, because in blues it's kind of like the same way. Like having a big ass band doesn't make a good blues band, you know. Or you could have one person carrying the whole band and shit, you know. Like, yeah, or even like one of the, one of the bands um, from LA. Rebellion 68. Yeah. Oh uh, fuck, man! I I, I tried I tried out for those guys. The the fuck drummer. Yeah. I've always been mesmerized by his playing, just because he's usually only playing with like one just, tom. Yeah, like one. Nah, I saw him at a show one time with a bass and a. Oh yeah, he's a, always switching around. Yeah, just a kick and a snare. Yeah. That was it. That's all he had. But he fucked it. Oh yeah. Like, oh fuck, dude! Like I love watching him play because he was fun to watch, not just hear, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he was just like fucking into it the whole time like he immediately stood out as a fucking drummer like in the out of all the bands i played what's your what's your favorite band like to listen to besides you yourself obviously <laughs> <laughs> fuck dude I, I mean a lot of blues artists mostly but you know you, you know me like i love everything dude uh, anything dude anything who's this really. good this, this guy right here uh, i don't know that's what looks fucking like a faggot <laughs> <laughs> Straight this. Look at that fucking faggot. <laughs> the fuck is he wearing, dog? <laughs> You're such a clown. That fucking clown. You. That for- bunk. <laughs> this shit is boring. Food change. Now, I've been listening a lot to Robin Trower and shit. Uh, I listen. I'm, inf- I'm influenced a lot by Eric Clapton, obviously. A lot of old, like the first generation Fleetwood Mac, which is a blues band before. Uh, but, I mean, one of my top favorite bands of all time is fucking Ozzy, dude. Ozzy and Black Sabbath. So much, I even got a fucking tattooed right here, dude. Like, fucking. Have this. Like, yeah, show us. Here, let me switch the camera right here. I mean, I grew up with Ozzy, dude, like my whole entire life. You know? Yeah. Since I used to watch. Me and my brother used to come home from school when I was five just to, like, turn on to MTV and put on the Osbournes and shit, you know? Like, he was a, always a part of our life. And this one and fucking, of course, Zeppelin, too, right here. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. Dude, that's some fandom stuff yeah. going on there. It's the little duality, you know? Yeah, I was you thinking about be. getting some tattoos myself. Haven't figured out what I want to do or why, but, you know. Yeah. That's probably why, not, why I still don't have any tattoos. Because, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. Like, your heart's changing shit like that. But, like, that's why it takes a lot of planning before you really get a tattoo. Yeah, you got to pick something that you know you're not going to... You're never going to yeah. stop liking. Yeah, which is funny, I guess. But I listen me. to a lot of, like, you know, Amy Winehouse, too. Like Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, dude. Because, I mean, she brought jazz kind of 
she kind of revitalized it, you know? Like, I respect that. Like, like kind of like I respect, like, pop artists who, like, bring back the classics, you know, and just make it new and make it popular again. And while at the same time still giving credit to the ones that, that the influences that, that, that they had. What do you think about music? Like, people who are famous already, who make, who made classics, like, like Michael Jackson uh, made really dope music. Yeah. But he, then people are like, oh, I don't want to hear Michael Jackson because he's a child but, molester. Ah, dude. Like is it is it is the music separate from the artist is what I'm saying like like if you made dope music but then you went and did something dumb does that make your music whack no no of right of course your, not music's still gonna be the music right yeah because I mean I mean look how they look how they did Michael Jackson you know like I mean he, maybe he could have done that stuff and you know that's I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna abide by that like I'm not on his side or anything like that but they waited till like he he was dead and he couldn't defend himself you know. Yeah, they wanted to take that, you know, Beatles empire from him. All, yeah, all the copyrights that he had purchased because he yeah. knew he knew what he, was going on. He right? even yeah. bought the Beatles, fucking yeah. whole entire shit too. And, but it's like you know, before even the, before they even did those shits, those songs that had meaning and shit like that, like that, that doesn't take it away. When people listen to the music, like a person makes a fucking mistake, that, that doesn't mean that. Like their whole life, they're a piece of shit, you know. Like, yeah. Because their their music came from something honest. Yeah, you know, I've something. actually I've been to go. I've been DJing recently and played like R. Kelly, because he has like fire songs that yeah, always yeah. crack at parties, you know. And I'm like playing like you know. Uh, My body, <laughs> telling me. Yeah. No, I was playing like uh, <laughs> that remix. This is remix to ignition. Oh shit! Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Oh, the one that he made with the fucking Isley yeah. Brothers and shit. Yeah. And then some lady pops out of the woodwork like, hey, I'd appreciate it if you stopped playing R. Kelly, you know, seeing as he's like, user, yeah, rapist and you know, haven't you, don't, aren't you up to date with everything that's going on? Why would you play that? And I was like, and I, I listened to her, I listened to her and I was like, oh, you don't like R. Kelly? She's like, no. And I was like, did you like R. Kelly before? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I was like. So then why don't you like R. Kelly now? Yeah. Him raping ki anyone has nothing to do with, with his track. Like, yeah. this track's still good, you know? Yeah. Like, that's weird. I think it's know? possible, but, like, it doesn't make it right. Because, like, they think just playing the track, they're st you're still supporting that artist. But What about Oingo Boingo? They made a song called I Like Little Girls. Uh, I, I love little girls and make me feel so good. <laughs> And no, yeah, no one told him that that song was yeah, terrible. At the time, yeah, yeah right. Because yeah. people like people like I don't know, like that's kind of fucked up how like that's happening. Where like uh, like artists um, and comedians, you know, they have to censor all their shit, and like it just like they have to like not even they can't even play or like do their gigs at any any almost any place without offending somebody. So they censor it, and then their their material just becomes trash, you know, because it yeah. needs. And people are offended because they literally think that they think that way. And that's why they're joking about it. But they don't know that it's like, that's how people cope with those horrible things, you know? And what about like for yourself? Is there any music that you had to censor or change like the words on? Or, well, is, or are you at gigs or is, you, is any of your music explicit in any way? Or I do have one song uh that's but it's only explicit and like in a sexual way oh okay. like like there's a verse in the song i wrote called strung out and it goes i'm trying to like where I'm, I'm trying to convey uh the feeling of being in a toxic relationship you know is toxic but you don't want to leave because the sex is really bomb you know <laughs> <laughs> what a guy you know and it goes why don't you come inside 
Said the spider to the fly, feast your eyes upon my seductive surprise. And then the, at least to a verse, you caught me in your web of the lies between your thighs, your loves and... You see, I usually when, I, when I'm playing at a nice place or whatever, I have to censor it to, instead of between your thighs, I say behind your eyes. But I mean, um, that's, a, that's as explicit as any of my music fucking gets, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to have like new blues, you know? Yeah, it should Just be. Just think about like. I, I mean, that's what Gary Clark Jr. is doing, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you know? That's yeah. why he's got a fucking Grammy Award artist and shit. That would, it just, I feel like it would be, you'd fit the right niche, you know? Yeah, because I mean, yeah. like, I, I've been trying to, you know, because, uh, I mean, I grew up with all these different influences, dude. Like, I, you mean, when I was, when I started playing blues, I already, I already had speed, you know, I already had a playing metal. You know, and then the even hip hop, dude. Just, even hip hop, dude. Imagine if you did a blues cover of a popular hip hop song and put it on YouTube or something like that. I'm dude, sure. I was gonna do that, dude. Like I was thinking about doing that to um to uh, hit him up by Tupac. Oh, see, because it has a cool ass bassline. You really like that song, And then you could change that shit. You could change that shit, like the bassline, and then you could with the chords that it does. It's actually like show us, show us what you got. Show us what you got. Oh, don't break your guitar. So, you know, okay, so the bass line, right? And, it, like, it, it could, you could transform it into a gypsy jazz song because it's just really G, these chords, right? And then this is the, the little bass line. And then you could just do... These are jazz chords, and you can pick up the speed. You start just jamming on that shit, and it's Dude, that's hot fuego. Imagine if you just like just bust out that shit, just like uh, without even singing it, just let the people like listen to the bassline first, and then it's a gypsy jazz. And be like, what the fuck? Where have I heard this bassline song from? Like, Dude, just play that, play that here, and we'll record it right here. We'll make a, <laughs> we'll make a tiny desk concert, right? Video. And we can do that shit. But we play it out, we'll play it out for a little bit, so people be like, I've heard this fucking bassline before. Where the fuck have I heard it? And then just start call the cops when you see it too fucking. They'll be like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Who shot me, but your punks didn't finish. <laughs> oh, shit. Now you're about to feel the wrath of a menace. Yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been trying to do shit like that, dude. Like, Because, I mean, growing up before blues, I had so many other different influences. You know, yeah, Iron Maiden yeah. and fucking... And I enjoy, like, like when I DJ, half of my tracks are going to be... Mashups. Some, some interpretation yeah. of a different song, you know. I play a bunch of, like, sometimes I'm at, like, a, like a cool hipster coffee shop or art gallery or something like this. Yeah. And I can't just be playing, like, crazy music. So, they want mellow music. So, I'll play, like, Ain't No Fun yeah. by by Nate Dogg. But I, I'll play, like, a jazz version, you know? Yeah. I'll play, like, there are covers out there. So, I do a lot of hunting and I find... So, if you made something like that, I probably, for sure, would play that everywhere I went. Right. You know? like, It'd be hyphy. People it would, would yeah. Because yeah. so, you're, like, you're, you're catering to, like, different audiences. Like, all the, all these diff- completely different audiences. You're, you're, it's, it's exactly who you are. You're, yeah. You grew up in the hood. So, so you I like Tupac, to Tupac, and you like blues music and jazz, so you played it how you wanted to. And if Fair someone enough. else in some other random bar 
like villains. Well, actually, villains doesn't exist anymore. Fuck but it. that's one of my favorite places to go in all of LA. Have you ever been there? Nah. Or I think it's closed now. But it was called Villains Tavern. Uh-huh. It was in downtown. It was in some ra- raggedy like Skid Row area. Kind of like the the smell or some shit. Uh, kind of like that, yeah, yeah. Um, but or like this, the Lexington. This place had guys who would play vinyl sets, vinyl only, rock yeah. and roll, vinyls. Yeah, they had um, different bands. They had a Frank Sinatra cover guy. Oh, shit, they had, yeah, they had a lot of cool stuff. And but the food was good. The beer was extremely good. I it's back. I mean, this is back in the day. But man, this is like my, one of my favorite places to go. It's too bad it's closed now, and there isn't anything like that here anymore. But San Francisco is full of that stuff, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you ever go up there and you want someone to show you around, just hit me up. And, uh, you know, we can do a bunch of things over there. There's plenty of venues. There's plenty of places to play. There's plenty of games. Like, there's just so much more activity when it comes to music. I think it's because older people in San Francisco act like younger people. Yeah. You know? So you get a lot of that. You're going to get a lot of old people. Yeah. But they grew up cultured, though. You know? Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, you'll go to a show, you'll go to a bar, you go to a bike race or anything. There's going to be old people there. It's not like L.A., in LA, old people don't go out. You know, yeah. like only young people go out. In in San Francisco, young people go out, but in their own secret, like yeah, the little get-togethers. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to the trendy regular clubs and regular bars and venues, it's all old people. Oh, so shit. it's kind of interesting, which means there's money. Yeah. Which means because obviously older people have more money than younger people. Yeah, right. And they're more willing to spend money. Exactly. So, you know, it's a good place for you to venture into if you want to check it out. You that's know, why. That's why we. That's why on. my band mostly plays in the OC because it's nothing but filled but with older white people and like they're they're not afraid to pay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's sad that it has to come to that when it comes to music. You know, we always have to keep putting money in the equation. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, but it takes money to like. Exactly. Same thing for me. Like I want to ride bikes, and I want to ride the best bikes. I want to know everything about bikes. I'm not gonna do that unless I invest in bikes bikes and 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 doing what I love. Learn hands on and shit. Yeah, yeah. Doing what you love, dude. That's the most important thing. Uh, I. I, That's why I clowned on you every time you made a Facebook post where you were like, "Oh, I don't want to go on anymore with the music," and I was like, "Shut the fuck." (laughs) Uh, fuck I just get fucking I go through like a fucking like a phase for a little while and shit I'm like fuck man because shit at home be getting real and shit but know? I was hoping that every time I clowned you you would just be like man fuck Ricardo I'm okay fine you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I think there was one that feel like that I'm like man fuck you calling me out I'm on my fucking self pity but you know what he right though <laughs> yeah I mean I wish someone would tell me that and I'm acting a fool you know? yeah, that's, yeah. That fucking, now Lewis does that to me all the time oh really yeah Lewis just stays like dude you don't have to fucking post it on Facebook to fucking uh, attract self pity shit to make yourself feel better like if you're gonna quit you're gonna you would've quit already for like oh uh, he he does it in a nicer way though but, he's not as mean as I am but, you know, yeah. of course not yeah but <laughs> Lewis like, is a funny guy too. I'm like, thanks, Lewis. <laughs> we'll, we'll have him on the podcast, um, you know, pretty soon. So ch- check into that. You know, we'll, he's got a lot of things going on too in Linwood and music wise and all this. He's so. always been one of the most open minded musicians I've 
not even a musician, but like a person that I know. Isn't it funny He's how like super philosophical and shit. like once they grab one thing, like it's hard for them to get into anything else. Like that's what I've been noticing. Like you can get trapped pretty quick. Yeah, because you know? it's 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 deep, dude. Yeah, In order can... to get good at it, you have to like you have to put your personality into it. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Like you, you could like anybody could just like fucking learn soccer and fucking learn how to dribble a fucking ball like in the air for like a like a whole five minutes and shit but that's just really just muscle memory and shit yeah right it's just, just willpower but music like you have to you get frustrated and but like it's not in you don't get good at it until you put your heart into it you know like or else it's just you're just playing just and it sounds notes. cliche but like i guess you wouldn't really know unless you did that you know yeah uh, then for not just for music but unless you put your heart into something and you became what you wanted it to become only then would you know what it's like to be a musician and to finally have like a sound you, that you because it helps you discover yeah. yourself too yeah yeah exactly i guess we go on i guess as kids we try everything right we try all the different music styles and then yeah. eventually we end up we, where can, we, we find are, we right? find one where it just hits exactly and yeah. it sticks lately i've been playing tech house music ghetto tech house music is what i call it so kind of like what you would do take jazz music and say like I don't add know some, whatever add some yeah. old, new school and old school yeah, to it. yeah. I, I do the same thing but I take like hip hop music like trendy not trendy like classic hits like west coast classics G-funk G-funk stuff and I'll play it with tech house music so that stuff is like my favorite stuff right now um, other influences from Linwood are also like stuff I play like Channel 3 have you heard of Channel 3 yeah yeah, the um, his name uh, Sheldon. Yeah, uh, grew up with us in high school. Great you know what, musician. Whatever happened to that band from then? What uh, the reggae band? Uh, what was fronted by Raúl? What are they called? The the the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, they asked me to be their drummer, um, but then they found some other guy. Uh, um, uh, something. Something about the, the head, sun. Head right? change. The head, head change. change yeah, yeah head. those fools are fucking awesome. Man. There was a lot of cool Linwood bands that are uh, in the past now. There was a handful. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, you know, but the only very ha- oh, small handful. And it, 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 remember when we transitioned, like, or at least I did from, th- like, I went through phases. You know, like yeah. I went into the ska music scene and rented equipment. And then, but then eventually we ended up in the indie phase. Do you remember yeah. that phase? Yeah. Uh, hey, shout out to William Andrade, fucking the heavy feathers. Oh, hey. the heavy feathers, yeah. Uh, I mean, they brought some fucking. I, I thought William wrote some really fucking brilliant shit, though. Yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, like I, I I saw that there was potential yeah, there in was. the indie scene yeah. becoming a possibility for having shows and making money. But, uh, so that's but, the but first no, thing but I barely, did. People barely even dance though. Like that's what people. Yeah, do. No, they just go there and just stand there, just and just, to just hang out. Yeah, but it was a new thing, you know. But it was cool though. And, and it was different, and even all the ghetto people would listen, listen to ska. They would all went there. And they were like the Strokes. What's the Strokes? You know. No, but then they, they listen and they hear it and be like, oh, you know, this shit's pretty dope. <laughs> and it merged with another style of music that I liked, which is at the time was called like chill wave. Oh or, yeah, or, like beach fossils, and like like, uh, like what, neon like, Indian, like Toro, all that shit. Yeah. All that that's technically like electronic music. Yeah, and then that merged with like this, like, like the retro. strokes, the strokes like retro kind of vibe, new Beatles wannabes music, you know. And it came together, and I felt like it was a perfect mashup. So I was always the DJ for all those. In fact, I was the coordinator of almost all those shows and people yeah. don't even know those that different shows i did all of them or like almost all of them and i each one made so much money and i brought yeah, out a lot of people you remember that picture the first picture that you you put up with us from like fucking from the back of your fucking shit 
Let's like see. Way which back one? in 2012, 11, 2011. Where do, where do we? The do, one on the Facebook or like with fucking uh, Murder on Her Mind with my our old band, fucking uh, Paranoia Unfold. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That show. I that, just had it up. Did did we show it? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, and you, that was us. You had us opening. We were like one of the shittiest fucking hardcore bands ever. Like fucking Marco sent me a video of us playing and we're like fucking like just to crack each other up. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, what the fuck? Yeah, there was a lot of cool uh, bands that I was talking to but, at the time. But we opening up for it. And then that day, the one after us, it was like, I forgot you had a ska band. And then you had Archaism play a fucking Blackened Thresh trash and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and then after that you had an indie band come with the fucking chick singer and shit dude like i was like what yeah, the hell dead era everybody had a little bit of everything and shit. It was yeah dope. some of my friends came through with those bands um dead era um i thought that but that band was my favorite back in the day the the delirians the delirians um, um the the black mambas i never heard of those uh, astronauta yeah, yeah. yeah astronauta i used to have astronauta for everything i remember yeah, yeah. for my birthday Mm-hmm. For, for everything for all my birthdays yeah. i remember that um other other little bands like that um yeah i was friends with those guys uh there was uh a lot of ska bands obviously Proyecto, uh, through, through my last breath proyecto macabro proyecto. there's another band that was always there um what was that uh, through, uh, through my last breath through my last breath uh there was there's uh, a other band a hardcore band from compton where they called uh something silence or uh, oh uh silence of autumn silence of yeah, autumn those fools are fucking dope straight out of compton they yeah. were always wearing shirts that says straight out of compton but they yeah. look like emo kids yeah like but they this. got down though they yeah, got they down did. hard uh, no more regrets back in the day. <laughs> no more regrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we played music with our friend Mullet. Yeah. Remember uh, Candy Coated Razor Blades? What the fuck? I never yeah. heard of those guys. No, dude, I played in that band with a few friends from Linwood. Yeah, it was a Linwood band. And then I remember Lewis played, he reunited with this one older band. It was like, fuck, what are they called? The. Uh, uh, sodomizing the Dead or something? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. That's an old school old, band. Old band. Then there's a. Uh, uh, Souls of the Forgotten uh, was popular back in our high school days. Um, my friend Tony played in that in that band as a drummer. I hung out with that fool like every day, basically, because he was the the other drum yeah. guy uh, for the band or whatever at school. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of cool, funny stuff. And at the same time, I was DJing and like throwing fat parties. Yeah. I don't know how I did all that <laughs> shit. I definitely didn't go to school enough. That's probably how I was able to do all those things, yeah. you know? And some of that stuff developed at school. Like, hey, yo, you guys want to throw shirts? Like, you were on the planning oh, stuff yeah. like, at school. Like, passing flyers out at school or whatever. And hanging out at the spot after school. The spot. Which is a terrible place. And I can't believe anyone allowed us, high school children, to just hang out outside of unsupervised. the school. Unsupervised. You know? Unsupervised. Un- unsupervised throwing 40s at people, fighting. And, oh, man. You know, it was ridiculous. Uh, one time I had sex under the fucking bleachers and shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information, my friend. No, one time. No, one time. It fireball. Like, that's, that's I lost my virginity there. Sorry, fireball. I'm not going to disclose <laughs> any sensitive information. My but, girlfriend's probably watching this. But, She's uh, going to be like, what? And then I got caught. Like, we got spotted by security. Oh man, that was tough. Cause the first thing my my girlfriend did at the time, she just booked it, and uh, like she just let me there with my dick just hanging out all, all over the fucking place. <laughs> like I was like, you didn't even help me put my pants up and shit. So I'm running down the fucking hall with my fucking wiener trying to fucking just. Oh fucking, never mind. Okay, let's change the subject. Let's change that subject real quick. 
Nah, dude. Ah, uh, it was great having you here, man. We got into all kinds of conversations. We talked about a million things. Philosophy, music, yeah, fucking everything. We can, we can go on to infinity about everything we yeah, did. Yeah, but if we don't stop here, it's uh, not gonna with end. our kid when we were kids and like all the bull crap that we went through. But it was all in the end worth it, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think we would I wouldn't change a thing. We wouldn't be who we are if it wasn't for all those things, yeah. right? Yeah, so I could appreciate that. Um, did you want to maybe outro with another track the way you came in? Sure. Uh, if you uh, if you got one that you want people to hear? Uh, I don't know. I can do a classic or... I'll give you the second mic too. Okay. Let's see. What? I don't know what he played. Here, here. Actually, it sounds pretty good. I mean, we'll leave it off with the hood classic and shit. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon warrant. She was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the eve. So I could get some phone, just rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, you don't need to tweet. Are you scared to know what's up with 213? I hooked a left on the 21 and Lewis, some brother shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. Jumped out the ride and said, what's up? Some brothers put some gats, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls prepare me, I'm a glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Don't you think of better things than some hard and chicks? I see my homie have some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they're taking woman's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, damn what's next? next? They got my homie hemmed up. They all around, and others even if they don't stay pound for pound. You're gonna come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my Strap belay them busters down. They got guns to my head. I think I'm going down. I can't, can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate, glance in the cut. And I, I see, see the homie Nate. 16 in the clip, and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they're dropping and yelling into Tabulate. Nate Dog and Warren G had a regulate. If you know, like I know, and you don't want to step to this. It's the G-Funk era, funked out with the gangster twist If you smoke like I smoke, then you're high like every day And if your ass is a bust, the two and three will regulate I have to go to that point, there's one part, I always love singing, and it goes, uh uh, so as I lay all them buses down, I let my glad explode. Now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. If you want skirts, sit back and observe. I just let the gang of those over there on the curb. Now Nick got the freaks, and that's a known fact. Before I got jacked, I was on the same track. Before I, when it goes back up, back up, cause it's on. And it's E E M E, the war into the G. Just like I thought they were in the same spot and need us in this behavior. The Nate Dog and the G Child were in need of something new. One of them dames was sexy as hell. Said, Ooh, I like your size. She said, My car's broke down and you seem real nice. Would you let me ride? Got a car full of girls and it's going real sweet. Next stop is the East Side Motel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, bro. That show was hypey. 
That's my favorite track too. Fuck One me. of my favorite songs. Yeah. I know it word for word. I sing it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's too. my ringtone, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, uh, thanks for coming into the studio. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. We're about to check out. All right, bye.